Yankee Doodle Suck the Dick. Woo! This is the third episode of George Washington, and we're going to yeah, catch yeah. you up on what happened last episode. Mm. <sighs> and Let's hold your hand. Do- yeah, mm-hmm. while we're doing it, we're going to drink in between every monumentous moment in George Big Teeth Thick Thigh Washington. If you have a beer and it is safe for you to join us, please do. If you're yeah. in school, go get a beer. <laughs> go to the cafeteria. Find a beer. If you're taking a test right now, go hand it into the teacher and tell her or him <laughs> that they are fuck. And then continue to drink with us. All right, you guys ready? Do it. He marries Big Titty Martha Custis. We find out that our boy George shoots <laughs> blanks. A sterile boy. Allegedly. We also learned about that mouth. What that mouth do? It's full of slaves' teeth, not wood. Uh, uh. Aren't teeth just all slaves anyway? Slave to the gums. Yep. Washington gets pissed off at these London brokers, so he goes to the Continental Convention, where even though he doesn't want to become commander of the Continental Army, he becomes the co- commander of the Continental Army. Commander brought to you by loot boxes. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, Luke Crate boy. So then, the siege of Boston, everyone there gets small pox, and Washington's like, all right, we all got to stick pus in our arms. Inoculations. Congratulations. COVID is fake and real at the same time. Imagine that. <laughs> Schrodinger's uh, bug. The British launch a massive invasion in New York, led by uh, Black Dick Howe. And Washington gets his ass pushed in. Also known as Lexington Steel, why not? (laughs) He's all but hurt that he lost New York, but he just keeps on losing. It's not really (laughs) momentous. Yeah, that was momentous. That's just his opinion. He's just getting us to drink now. I want you guys to drink more beer, dog. Uh, Then... Uh, Battle of Trenton sneak attack crosses that Delaware, gets them passions by the head, slices their throats. Yep, very racist, racist very. president. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the French get involved. They start winning some more, and then the Battle of Yorktown, a big win for the French, and George takes all the glory. Glory, good for him, failing upwards. Yep. And the final thing that we left you with was that his shitty stepson that no one liked died of drinking poopy death water, and George is all sad. (laughs) Sad. This is brought to you by poopy death water. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck that liquid death shit. That's some try-hard garbage. And now, on to the show! Ding, 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 I'm dead. Someone's dead about it. Thanks for being dead. She's wrapped in duty. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back there. It was worse than dead. Must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Roast Mortem. This is a podcast. It's the third part of a podcast that we've been doing. Uh, if you've never heard Rose Modern before, and this is the first one you're listening to, please uh, text and drive until you're dead. <laughs> what? No, and then start that, over in the hospital. 
Okay, I'm Tom. I'm Travis. I am your Cody for this evening. Uh, usually, he? Mike is here. If you if Where you're not he? if you're not new to this show, if you're a, if you're an OG, you know Mike. You love Mike. He does kickflips in your ears uh, all the time. But the thing is, what he's doing right now, he's playing hooky, like one of those it, '80s skateboarders. The thing is, is Mike has not been around for all of George Washington, and I think he doesn't like America. Yeah, fuck. I I think he's an enemy of America. He's I, an evil doer. I saw him mm. on Tuesday, and I said, "Mike, we're doing an episode later this week. You should come." Mm-hmm, and then when mm-hmm. he said, "All right, who are we doing?" and I realized that we were doing part three. Of which he hadn't been to uh, two parts of. And I said, never mind. Give me your phone. And I threw it out. So he would forget my address. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. That's not not entirely true, but that's what I wanted to do. Because I miss him. I do. Yeah, I, I do miss too. my I miss my buddy boy. I want to see him do kickflips into the, over unicorns into the sea breeze. Because, but wow. uh yeah, you heard the intro. We're doing the last part here. But before we get into that, let's uh see what <clears throat> Tom's butthole looks like this week. Thank you for asking. Uh I forgot, guys. Did I tell you I went to Rhode Island? No. No. Okay, so I went to Rhode Island. I wasn't sure. I, it's all a blur to me. I'm so I'm so yeah. busy and active that That's fine. That I Forget when I see you guys. Uh, I went to Rhode Island. Beautiful country. Really beautiful up there. Uh, It's rural, and then there's cities. There's P-Town. I didn't get to P-Town this time, uh, but I hear it's a a lot of fun up there. But I was at Newport, which is basically like a rich person decided to make Disney World with no rides. Yeah, I love Newport. It's great. It's exactly (laughs) what I want. amazing. There's everything seems like a novelty and you can't get hurt on anything like they sanded down the corners of every rock. Uh, It's great. But I do have a problem with Rhode Island, which is the way they've been handling their quarantine or uh, not a quarantine, but their covid situation, which is at the restaurants. Everything is on a QR code. Oh, dude, scan it. Scan it. Forget it. No, QR codes are dumb. And. I don't want to get into why, but I'll, I will give you an example. A look into my feelings on them. Sure. So I was at a brewery. A brewery excuse me, I've been drinking. A rural I, I brewery. Gabriella and I, my my lovely girlfriend, we were sitting there drinking a beer, and I said, "You know that sausage card over there smells like it has some great sausage." And she goes, "Let's get some sausage." And I, I'm like, "That's why I said that to you." So she. <laughs> So so we, we see this menu, which has, like, two items on it, and on the bottom it has a QR code. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be the full menu for a sausage cart. So I'm livid already. I'm like, well, why did we go here? Why didn't we go you, to Florida? Where they, How do you have a full menu on a sausage cart? Isn't it just sausage? It's eight items. Buns. It's eight oh, okay. items. But, <laughs> okay. but I, uh, so here's my problem. Don't do this. If you listen to the show, don't do this if you run a business. I went up to the, 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 the cart and I said, can I please put an order in? And they said, you have to go online to place your order. Oh. <laughs> to which I replied by saying, okay, thank you. And then I left. It to was never, a sausage to never, uh, and, I, and I'm not going to throw this little sausage company under the bus, but God damn it, don't do that. Treat me like a person. I don't want some Orwellian uh, b- sitting in the back of a brewery behind a train tracks. 
Like, I can't talk to you to deliver your smoked meats. You can't, who can't you talk to? I'm sorry for nothing I did there, which was well, just ask for my check from the other business and left. You can't get between Tom and his sausage. I just, what if Tom doesn't have a battery, any battery charge on his phone? It's no sausage? No I, sausage. Look, I know what some of you might be thinking. Oh, Tom, I listen to the show. You say things like idiot and stupid every time a person is brought up. But I like That's who you are. I like people. I think people are important. We need to be able to mm-hmm. talk to each other. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so, so it's one thing to go, hey, uh, we prefer if you ordered on this thing, COVID, just don't want to touch you, even though I were bringing it over there anyway. So it's obviously a charade. Mm. But to go, we won't take your order. That's how was you this, lose money. Was this brewery Narragansett by any chance? Remember nope. when you were trying to get that Narragansett uh, sponsorship? We actually, they didn't let me in there. I was what, on a blacklist. Why? We went to the Narragansett Brewery, and I was on the blacklist because I've been uh, talking a lot of smack online. Uh, it was like a do not serve these people, and it was like Saddam Hussein, Pol Pot, and then your face. Yes, I, I, and uh, I hadn't even said anything that bad because no one cares about Narragansett beer. It looks like wow. a prop in, for a movie. That's about an abusive husband. That's the kind of beer it is. Cody, how was your week? My week was all right, except for the fact um, right now, like the place where I live is like resealing all the fucking asphalt and they don't know how to like take administrative charge. So instead of just like taping off like the road and the sidewalk where they're doing it, they just started like hanging yellow tape over everyone's front door and garages. What? Just like, don't come out. <laughs> really? Yes, dude. I'm I'm so fucking irate because last night it was like a it was like ten thirty, and I wanted to like go on a dumpling run to like my convenience store, and everything is just like sealed off with like yellow tape, and I like infuriated. Stay in your something house. Got between me and my dumplings. Why are they using yellow tape in Hawaii? They could just probably divert a lava flow or something. Yeah. It hardens would, into hard tape, also called a rock. Cannot be removed because it's technically earth at that point. This is okay. So Cody and I had a common theme this week, which is people in states that are not New York or Florida telling us how to live. Yeah. It's just like, fuck you. Let me get my dumplings. And like, don't seal people into their houses while you're like redoing the fucking roads. Never do that ever. That's how fuck people you. will get mad. Cody, so I'm sorry. People- I'm sorry for your loss. And the, and the thing was, before this episode, I tried to, like, I have enough beer. I got, like, I got, I got three beers for this episode. I was trying to, like, go out and pad my beer inventory before this, and it's still up there, and I can't get through. But the irate thing is, they, like, put, like, chicken wire up to make sure I can't get through. And that's already <laughs> irritating. But on top of that, they have somebody behind, they hired somebody to stand behind the chicken wire to tell me I can't do it. When at that point, they should just escort me. Instead of chicken wire, it should just be a gate. And when they see me coming, they'll just be like, right this waster, make sure you stay off of the road Cody, we'll, where they're sealing. May I interject? I have to ask you something, your opinion now. Uh, yeah. How is it? How is your experience uh, the, your second time of being in jail? It is <laughs> cozier than New York jail. I'll just say that. Okay. I would assume Hawaii's jail might be a little hot at night, but... Well, I mean, Hawaiians have a different way of punching people, so we know their jails are also different. Yeah, it's like an open yeah, palm strike. Yeah, a Hawaiian punch is a, is a flavorful excitement you got in your mouth. <laughs> Shut up. Painful. Also, 
Travis, that that was fun because it was it was actually good. It's ingrained into our heads. We overlook this idea of punch. How was your week, Travis? My week was like the Kool-Aid man. I'm busting through walls, breaking down ceilings, uh, falling downstairs. Uh, it's been all right. <laughs> uh, okay. I can't say I've done much. I've, I've had a lot of work this week. I did have a chance to go to an estate sale. I uh, love a, those. I love you? going to estate sale. This what one was kind of in smut. Por- did you buy this one? Was in Portland. I was looking for smut. My smut nose was out sniffing. Oh, your smutty uh, sense. But this one was really cool. It was it was in Portland, and it was like this old guy who died, and his entire house. He was a hoarder of old books, like okay. original, like first print books. You get high off those, you know that. Yeah, dude, I was sniffing all of them, man. I was like, I mean, I couldn't take my mask off because it's COVID. And don't, you know, can't sniff books, right? But uh, yeah, I bought this book called, like, I Got a Million Cats. That was a cool one. Uh, Did you then, write that book? Yeah, I got a book about all of the, written in the 1800s about songs of tobacco, which I will sing to you at one point. You've been Whoa. singing those since you were about eight years old. Yeah. You actually know them all. The book yeah, is well, a novelty. You don't need the knowledge within it. Yeah. Yeah, I actually wrote that book. I'm a vampire, and I've been around since Rob Zombie was born, which is 1622. Shout out to Jack Townsend. <laughs> but yeah, my week is all right. A lot of work. A lot of books. A lot of work. All right, good. Well, that's um, you're talking about books. Cody, you're talking about prison. Um, I'm talking about QR codes and how to yeah. not run a business. It's a good spread. How do we tie this together? Well, George Washington the- knew that he didn't want books filled with QR codes that would keep him in prison. I.e., this is the philosophy. Part three, George Washington. Wow. Part three of Georgie Boy. He, he just won the revolution. Sick. Hell yeah. In 1783, the Treaty of Paris was signed, and the American Revolution was officially over. Yeah. And yeah. And now- yeah. Ooh, freedom. But let's just say this was not a decisive victory for Washington. I think we've figured that out, that most of his soldiers didn't have shoes. Uh, but had they had heart. Shooting each other. They had heart. Uh, Probably they- not. You're right. No, they didn't have heart. They were dying, <laughs> and they hated their leader. If they had heart, they wouldn't have murdered their dogs that were like travel companions on many of missions. Mm. Yeah. Continue. Don't kill dogs. Don't kill Dude, dogs on purpose. It's our, about food. Our country. Like, yeah, our country was founded by old yeller children. Old yeller children. Yeah. yeah. Slightly racist. Yeah, that's pretty racist. I believe the term is Eskimo. <laughs> no. So, as we well. mentioned, I think in one of the sh- one of the past episodes, he had won more battle, or he had lost more battles than he won, but somehow he came out victorious. <laughs> and the Brit- British were just kind of like, fuck it, this isn't worth it, mate. This is fucking garbage land. This town isn't very good. I don't know if I want to fight over it. That's a, that's, a, that's a sentiment that I had in every pep rally that a school official dragged me into. <laughs> I'm not like fighting it. for this. I'm not getting riled up. The Ace? blue devils. Ew. What? Devil, what? Devils are red. Shout out Why to Eric we- Rockman. I used to get so hammered at pep rallies. Maybe that's Did why you? I passed all my classes. Okay. Uh, I, but what uh, do we have? I wonder if we have any like high school listeners. I don't know. We shout out. 
We definitely, we definitely do. Yeah, if you're in high school, in our, in our friends know, it's kind of fun. Yeah, if you went to our high school, hit us up. No, no not he's our saying high school, kids high school. that are in oh, high general. school. Just like, in general. Well, they're not in high school right now. They're in COVID school. Which is right. the same thing. I mean, before it's just diseases uh, in another place. Now it's yeah. disease mm. in-house. Okay, seriously. I would like to hear from anyone who is uh, a high schooler because that's amazing. And how do you relate to the show? Because study I, I'm very narrow-minded. I don't think like a child anymore. Or I skipped those years anymore. <laughs> well, you just I, insulted every high school listener we had. No, I'm not. I'm insulting myself. I'm saying that they're, they're their own thing. I'm just asking how they relate to this show. All right. Because it's like, uh, who we're talking about? Which, like, it's, this is like if the man show was funny. This is like <laughs> if, 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 wait, wait, don't tell me was uh, informative, okay? This is like, wow. we're all these things that I don't really see high schoolers like getting into. That's Dude, I like I Post ask. Malone. But, uh, no, all right. It's nothing so, but respect for younger listeners. So like Post Malone, Washington was a national hero. He's selling Sick. Doritos, he's selling Bud Light Seltzer. Uh, everyone loved this guy. Washington, everyone loved him. Uh, the question was, though, now that America had won independence, what type of country would it be? Okay. Quick question before we go on. Why does everyone love Washington? Just because he was the figurehead of some victories? Well, we touched on it. Well, first of all, he won. He did. Uh, How do you yeah. lose most of your shit and then claim victory is my... Cody, we touched on different. it. I'm sorry, Travis. I don't mean to take over your fucking thing, but it's about he did it. You know, it's not really like he he did all the... He accomplished much. Like Kanye West, he did it. Yeah, and that's why people like him. He actually didn't do okay. that much, but he did it. Thank you for bringing me back down to ground. Okay, yeah, I needed, I needed, I needed some grounding there. Thank you. And yeah. Also, we touched on it on the last episode. Washington was like a propaganda master, so he's feeding the papers with all these wins that are not actually wins at all. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's lo books are loaded, you know. Yep. Yep. Thank you. So. <clears throat> well, so what country would we be? Now, there's a trend throughout history that when a general took over a country by force, most of them just claimed it as their own. So they got the yeah, army. Right. So like Julius Caesar, Genghis Khan, Saladin, Oliver Cromwell, and a future examples, a future in their timeline, Napoleon and Hitler. Both of those guys yeah. had a big army, took shit over. I'm the boss little, now. I, we Di little dictators. I'm not really a fan of comparing people to Hitler because it's just low hanging fruit in comparisons. Because Hitler? everyone Ava compares everyone to Hitler right now. <laughs> you mean Ava Braun's <laughs> boyfriend? Ava Braun's boyfriend. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So most of the world's like, all right, Washington is going to march his troops to Philly and claim this dank ass new government. That's just kind of forming. Okay. Uh, a lot of people actually wanted Washington to become the crowned king of America. So he almost had a America have a king. Um, it it kind of makes sense because it's just like, well, what do we do now? How about what we used to do, but like slightly different? And that would be a monarchy. Right. So there was actually a conspiracy in March of 1783 known as the Newburgh Conspiracy. Uh, where America and some of these like senators and this like proto government were just like, yeah, Washington's gonna be our fucking king, King Washington, dog. Sounds good. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Now we know that there wouldn't be much of a lineage with Washington because he was shooting ghost loads in the Martha, 
and right. you know, no babies for that li- royal line. No babies. Wait, hold on a second. Are you cracking open a conspiracy that has never been cracked before? That we almost had a king dog, or that ghost? Well, loads? no, I know that he was almost a king, but mm-hmm. you combine that with lineage shooting blanks, and then you go, well, what's the point? <laughs> right. I think I started <laughs> something. Illuminati confirmed, dude. I was asking if you were yeah. going that direction, then I just caught you off guard. And you know why? Because oh. my brain is going 180 miles in the wrong direction <laughs> at all times. 180 mm. miles per hour, excuse me. <laughs> excuse it's my efficient. vernacular. It's going that way in the wrong way. But the wrong way happens to be where Earth has been going the whole time. Well, all right. I'm going to squish your conspiracy right off the bat here. Oh, no. God here's damn it. The thing. That would have been so much fun. Yeah, here's the thing. is Washington, he had slept in over 300 beds over the course of the war. And the only thing that this dude really wanted to do was just get back to Mount Vernon and retire again. Okay. Plus, this guy was like a, a guy really hyper-focused on his legacy. And mm-hmm. he was 51 years old right now. He figured... I just wow. beat the strongest army in the world. I'm going to end it on a high note. Like, I don't want to get involved in government. Like, we're done. You beat the British? Congratulations. How are you going to beat that? Yeah. How are you going to beat the British? That's that's what people are still saying that today. So this completely took the world. You know, everyone was shocked, right? Everyone was, the world was up in bananas and sh- chicken and shrimp. Up in bananas. Are you trying yeah. to pass that as some kind of idiom? <laughs> that is like an it. idiom. I've, <laughs> I've done it once. I like it. So it's fun. everyone's like, what? This guy isn't going to take over the government. He just put down his arms and he was like, all right, you guys, um, what are you doing? The Articles of Confederation? That sounds great. Uh, I'm going to go whip some slaves and buy more land. Peace. <laughs> okay. And he headed it's- off back to Mount Vernon. You know, it's how retirement was in this time period. Yep. So, like that, Washington was a private citizen once again, but this would not last for long. Mm. Do you like the suspense here, even though we know he's, like, going to be the president? Yeah, it's kind of hard, because, like, you it haven't works. gotten to the thing that everyone <laughs> knows him for. You know, like, when we did Sinatra, it was just like, he sang, and then he beat women to death. We didn't know about the beating women to death. We knew he sang. So it's kind of reverse here. Right. But there's a lot of interest. I feel like a lot of people think like, okay, Washington took over or Washington beat the British and then he was president. Like there's about 10 years of him just like doing his, uh, his own thing. And we're going to talk about that, that right now, dog. That cool. blows my mind, actually. Like he just took like a 10 year honeymoon before <laughs> like re like like re reappearing on like the political stage right and like i can't remember the last time i took 10 days to do anything like you know just like you know get into it in 10 days that's how slow the world used to be very smooth brain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything just slid right off all those thoughts it was all going sailing like, I right need out you, there i need you here immediately translated to i need you here in four weeks or two <laughs> two fortnights because they use right? that terminology yeah, Fortnite. before it was ruined. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things he got when he returned back to Mount Vernon was a gift from a foreign power to congratulate him on his victory. And I got really excited here. I could not find the page. Maybe I just misread it, but I thought it said Charles II of Spain. 
But it was not Ooh. because he died like a century earlier. It was yeah. Charles the Third of Spain. Okay. Oh, Char- so does he have the Habsburg thing going on with his face? I uh, probably had some inbred. He, but he wasn't as inbred as Charles the Second. I mean, that dude was a crumply old man. Charles the Second couldn't wrap his brain around what sending something to someone was. <laughs> so that's yeah. why I couldn't like you know it's not in the room. Come get it. That's. <laughs> That's Charles the Second. Like, so Charles the Third of Spain sends Washington an ass, oh, a big old round ass, a donkey, donkey, little mule boy. That all right? So So yes, this was the first mule in America, and Washington was the father of the American mule. Little factoid for you: Spanish, interesting. Burroughs, it's a. It's uh, shorthand for burrito. <laughs> well, burrito means d- small donkey. Shorthand so for burrito. burrito. Yeah, that's what George Washington called his penis. Burrito. He called it burrito. Burrito, extra sour cream, no cilantro. <laughs> Tastes bad with me teeth. So slave. <laughs> I just imagined eating a burrito that was all sour cream. <laughs> wow. Oh. I had a great burrito yesterday, and I forgot where I got it from. That's how I've been living recently. Well, that's a good burrito if you forget where it comes from. I Yeah, I got knocked out. It's a new place on 110. That, I want that, to shout him out. Maybe I'll do that later. So, yeah, who brought ass to America? George Washington did. He produced about 57 <laughs> yeah. asses uh, he produ- over his lifetime, which is oh like a great God. achievement. He's an ass farmer. He's an ass man. Washington he's confirmed. Well, he's both because Martha's got damn big titties. Wait, if he only man. sent, if, if Charles the Third only sent one ass, <laughs> yeah. how is he pumping ass out? Well, because you gotta, you gotta have a horse fuck the ass, oh, or an ass right. fuck the horse. Well, does Those it need to be a horse? What does it need to be a horse? Yeah, because asses or mules are sterile. Like, though they can't give birth, but they can fucks. They can shoot cream. What? I'm I'm confused now. Also, El Sueno Mexican Grill is where I got it from. New place on 110. But Good. what do you okay. mean? I'm not sure. So what, like, when a horse and a donkey have sex, their baby can't make a baby. Yeah. Oh. But like a donkey could fuck a horse and the horse could have a baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. All right. Well, that's good for him. Uh, ass farmer. As so Cody ass said. farmer. George Washington. Uh, life on Mount Vernon was peaceful for Washington for a little bit. Um, but then things took a turn for the worse. Now you see this new government, the Articles of Confederation, declared all postage sent to Washington free of charge. What? Man, Capital, one, <laughs> Capital One's wet dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so all of a sudden, anyone who wanted to send a stupid-ass letter to Washington could send one, and he had piles and piles of letters sent to him at Mount Vernon. That um, sucks. Yeah. He was also bombarded by people just dropping by to see him, and there's this whole thing about, like, Southern hospitality, right? And, like, that was actually a real big thing down there. I don't know if it still is, but, like, if someone's like, hey, can I have dinner and look at your wife? While you're staring at the fire, <laughs> you have to you invite have to them say in. Yes, yeah, you yeah. have to invite them in. Yeah. <laughs> now, if this was a weaker podcast, we'd make a joke about a vampire or something like that. But what needs to be understood here is that 
the South was deprived of its privacy in this fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine mm-hmm. never being able to have your din-din <laughs> with your wife and your stepchild. Yeah, I, it, if I was, like, a, a fucking troll back in this, like, time period, I would always, like, I, I would peek through your fucking bedroom, and every time you were about to mount your wife, I'd kick in the door and be like, food me! <laughs> I want burritos! Yeah. Give me them! And then he'd send you to the barn and go, you can take any you want. I started this. A Spanish man sent me the, the resources I needed. Oh, it's Tom, all tied together. You actually mentioned something that I didn't put in the script, but so both of his stepchildren are dead at this point, but oh. their children started living at Mount Vernon. So like the, his stepchildren fucked and then like, so his grandchildren were like hanging out and he were like raising their grandchildren. Okay. Okay. Well, that's the best way to do it because I hear yeah. the grandparents really get off on having kids around. Oh, and yeah. if you don't have any parents telling you what time the, the, those kids need to be asleep, you're going to make really cool uh, Brock Turner-like children. So Washington grumbled about the fact that he was like never left alone. But I think secretly he was rock hard about all this intention because it was feeding his massive ego. And around this time, he started to refer to himself like a true maniac in the third person. Cody! yeah, Yeah! Cody does that sometimes. Cody does that. Sometimes I'm happier in Hawaii. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, don't want to die with neck slit because made jump, but that's fine. <laughs> Cody hungry. Cody eat jack and box. Cody, Cody got tape in the house. Cody can't <laughs> leave house. <laughs> Cody angry. <laughs> Cody squirm through chimney that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, there's probably no chimneys in Hawaii. No, get out of the laundry basket, no. Cody. There's no basements either because the watershed is so high. Oh wow. <laughs> Well, congratulations, Cody. You are just akin to our friend Jorge Washington, as they would call him in Mexico. Yeah. So By El Sueno. It, yeah. One of these visitors was his French pseudo-son, the Marquis de Lafayette. Uh, okay. Oh, I remember that clown. Yeah, it was like a little French boy. He was like 20 when he came over to the States. and was like, I know everything about war. Cool. Now... The whole French Revolution thing was, like, going on. And Lafayette, like, took the time to come see Washington. Sail across the sea to see Washington. And the two of them got plastered. Now, Lafayette was a Frenchman and was not used to the concept of slaves. And he had actually talked to Washington on the campaign, even convincing Washington to free his slaves when the war was won. Mm, Of course. yeah, so Lafayette shows up to Mount Vernon. He's like, Ooh, who are these guys out there? You paying them? <laughs> and George's like, nah, dude, they're, they're well, slaves. He could have retroactively paid them and said yes in that moment. But he didn't. No. He could have covered his ass pretty well. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm paying them starting that week with one of their own teeth back. <laughs> Here's one. Yeah. Catch it. Catch it in your mouth. Hey, enjoy. You can sell it to anyone you want. (laughs) You like bicuspids? Yeah. So Lafayette's like, what the fuck, bro? I thought you were going to free these boys. And Washington was like, I was, but here's the thing is I can't. Now, Washington had this rule not to break up families of slaves. 
Yeah. You know, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, that's, in fact, that's the nicest thing an asshole could do. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You know, like that's the worst. Oh, slave owner, the worst. Well, he's one of the better ones. Can you say that? I don't agree with that sentiment. I would say no. Hard no. He's still a dick. Yeah. Now, he, there was the fact that he had not sold a slave since the 1750s. But the thing was, was most of these slaves, and I talked about this in the first episode, I believe, most of these slaves were Martha's slaves. They were dower slaves. So mm -hmm. according to law, she owned the slaves, and um, Washington had no legal ability to sell them, and most of them had married and had children with Washington slaves. So like uh. all these marries, all these uh, slaves were kind of like intermingled, and if Washington sold just his, he'd like fuck up the families and break his own rule. Could you imagine him just got like like company meeting? <laughs> like I told you not yeah, yeah, yeah. to do it. I told you not to start banging each other because I was going to start letting you go. I was going to sell a couple of the edgy ones, but now I can't do anything. You, you got my my hands tied behind my back because I have morals. Like what I'm trying to say is that it would be very funny in theory, obviously, to play out. This is very heartbreaking, but oh, for oh, a slave yeah. master to be moralizing to a bunch of slaves about <laughs> what they're doing was yeah during a meeting about what they <laughs> did was wrong because he was gonna do something nice for them. Hey, Tom, you are history predicting right now because this is Washington. <laughs> what the guy <laughs> character you just said is Washington, and we will absolutely get into his like. <laughs> well, you could have not been a dick. You know, like, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it is sad. No, I know. It's, I, no, it's sad. It's very the series, sad. I made a few slave jokes, and I was, and I couldn't sleep. Uh, I had nothing to do with this, but I couldn't sleep. I had drank too much caffeine. I was thinking about it, and I was like, that's, it is insensitive. Slavery is atrocious, but the dickheads that actually, like, tried to be like, well, it's actually good for him, or like, well, like, those are the worst. Like, there's the guys that, like, whip people, but the ones oh, that are, like... Like the Stephen Molyneux kind well, of people are just like, well, they're here, be and it's better here for them. So yeah, and that's Washington. Yeah. They they would be worse off, like, back in their home country yeah. type, like, mentality. Yeah. So, Martha, the thing was, is Martha did not want to sell her slaves. Um, Again, so he's not going to sell them. But I think the real thing is Washington didn't. He owned all these fa this farm, this huge farm, but he didn't want to do any work. He's like, I don't want to do anything, dude. But he started to develop a new idea in his head. Okay. Um. Oh, good. Let's see where this yeah. goes. So he actually realized that it was costing him way more to own slaves than if he had hired farm hands. How? And the well, the thing was, was because he had a lot of older slaves that could not work the fields anymore, which is basically he just paying to feed and house, and they're you know they can't go out there anymore. Yeah, it's, they go out there, they pick like three raspberries, and they're like, it's yeah. really hot, and <laughs> and he he can he morally, I guess, can't get rid of them because he doesn't want to break up families, but whatever. So this is where Washington had this great idea of changing the way we do labor right um why enslave just a race why enslave black people when you can entrap all poor people into a form of slavery oh and we'll talk oh. about that 
Travis, you're breaking it down right now. It's yeah. the, the, the shadow government feudalism that is our system now. Neo-feudalism. Yes. I will jump back into this subject and jump into our, our feudalism in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a bit. Okay. Story. I, you know, I love the in a bit thing. I'm keeping you on your toes, dog. In a bit. So in Washington, he's got all these letters coming in. He's, got, he's hemorrhaging money from the slaves that he can't afford. He hires this dude, Tobias Lear. And Tobias Lear, I would say here in the name Tobias, I think of David Cross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think this guy's kind of like him. And, you know. Um, what if we have the slaves put on a play? <laughs> Capital. <laughs> is idea. that where you're going with that one? Yeah. So uh, Tobias is there to just help with all of his correspondence, correspondence and more importantly, to help him start crafting his legacy. Now, at this point of Washington's life, he was an absolute fatalist. He was like, I'm going to die soon. This is <laughs> the end of my life. Help is me. That, okay. <laughs> Take it home. <laughs> yeah. Washington went to work auto-correcting some of uh, Washington's big losses into big W's. So we remember all those blunders he had with the French-Indian War. Tobias mm -hmm. would be like, oh, how many people you lose? 3,000? Let's change that to three... 3D. That's 3D. 3D, yeah. 3D, yeah. 3D3. <laughs> yeah, 3D3. So uh, also things like Washington losing New York became stuff like Washington gave it to the British so he could come back oh, and win. Oh, good. Uh, or nice. all, the, good. all the friendly fires that happened in Pennsylvania were like, no way, dude, it was misty that day. Right. Okay. If it's misty for one team, it's misty for the other team. Ah, it's like, Cody, like you're no Tobias. Come yeah. on. Washington, so with Tobias hard at work, Washington decided to get away from Mount Vernon. He wanted to avoid the attention. So he decided, decided to go out and survey the land that he owned in the Ohio Territory. So he owned all this land. I don't know if you've remembered that. He, oh, yeah. This guy owns fuck ton of land. Okay. Land rich, money poor, or m money moderate, I guess. Yeah. So he takes this trip. He's out somewhere in western Pennsylvania, which was the Ohio Territory. And he came across, he came across a group of small farmers. Like small... Uh, he came across a group of people that owned a small farm. Cool. <laughs> I, I just imagined small farmers. <laughs> Tiny. Like, like bunch dwarf of guys, farmers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snow globes that have yet to be uh, inserted into the globe themselves. <laughs> now, Oompa Washington is like... Doompa dinkity darm. Welcome yeah. to our little farm. We have no description good. of these people, so um, like, we can assume that that's what they were. They're okay. pretty small. Yeah. Great. Congratulations. They're small. So Washington, he sees this this farm. He's like, wait, wait a minute. I own that land. Even though I've never been here before. I own this land. Oh, okay. Fuck, I dreamt about it. <laughs> and these farmers are not farmers. They're squatters. Oh, There's a difference. Oh, they're oh. already short and they're squatting now? What the fuck? Ridiculous. Are they hiding? So obviously these farmers had no clue that Washington owned this land. There was like no sign or gate. They just walked right. west and stopped at some point and it was like, all right, let's grow spaghetti out of the ground. Okay. <sighs> Washington demanded that they pay him rent or he would evict them. Ugh. The Washington or the farmers told him to piss off. 
So what does a rich, scummy landlord do? He lawyers up and takes these poor subsistence farmers to court. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say he changed the locks on the dirt. <laughs> right? That is fun. So this court case lasted two years. Whoa. And in the end, the farmers were evicted from the land, which was once again abandoned, but owned by Washington. Well, this is this is the kind of leader we need to really America. keep people in order for no reason. And this, my friends, was Washington's great American plan for American labor. Oh, I see. Very counterintuitive. So this is a new plan, right? We said slaves are expensive. You got to pay for them. You got to feed them. But Washington basically thought that all that. All the rich people in America should own vast tracts of land and rent the land out to the common folk. Sound familiar? Well, uh, there is, there's another name for this. Feudalism. Yeah. Somebody dropped that before. I That's, may have, allegedly. Yeah. So kind of, Washington was basically like one of those rich slumlords that own like half a town in New York but lives in Florida. Right. Mm, one of those guys. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Washington's world, there would be no need for slaves because everyone below a certain tax bracket would essentially be slaves um, just by living. Washington and his other, other aristocratic landowners would be making all the money. So that was uh, Washington's vision. I think in the long run, sound familiar? It does. I said that before. You're mocking me now. Ridiculous. <laughs> really ridiculous. <Yeah. laughs> so... Let's talk about Washington's aristocratic land-owning class. Washington basically believed the same thing that the British believed, that some families were meant to rule. Hmm. He joined a group of mainly ex-Continental Army officers called the, called the Society of the Cincinnati. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Their basic belief was that there were certain people that of courageous and patriotic stock that had distinguished their bloodline um, through acts of uh, through acts of courage in the revolution, and they believed that this courageousness should be passed down was passed down hereditary, creating sort of like a higher class above the average American. Courageousness, yeah, courage, yeah, courageousness, courageousnessiosity. <laughs> I, can we get a shirt with that? Courageous roast mortem cast. Full-on courageousness. Courageousness. Yes. So these Courage the Cowardly Dog Boys are basically the nobles. Mm, nice. Now, so before Washington was the first president of the U.S., he was the first president of this elitist group, the Society of uh, the Cincinnati. And he was there lobbying for basically American nobility. Pretty cool. Pretty Oof. sweet, man. Set it up right. <laughs> well, let's talk about this new government, the Articles of Confederation. You guys yeah. heard about them? I have. So they were fucking up real bad. Yeah, they weren't great, I heard. Basically, they had no real governing power because Americans had just beat a centralized power and they were like, we don't want another British rule, right? So they just mm -hmm. gave their government no power. Okay. Yeah. Libertarians wet dream. 
Exactly. Washington was watching from the sidelines, and when people asked him, why don't you get involved in the government, he said, it's not my business to embark on a sea of trouble. Okay, I'm a bitch, is what he, that translates oh. to. Yeah, I don't want to deal with that mess. <laughs> These teenagers are too unruly. Yeah, speaking of teenagers, Washington did keep up with what was going on in the new government. I mean, he put a lot of work into it. Uh, and he mainly got most of his information from little shithead Alexander Hamilton. Hey, there's a Broadway play. Yeah. Named after that guy. <clears throat> Hamilton was... Hamilton was like, the federal government has no power, and we need to redo. We need to Apple Z that shit and just start fresh, get a new government that's strong and can lay down taxes so they can repay the massive debt that America had accumulated during the Revolutionary War. Hmm. Hamilton would have a Mac. Yeah. See. yeah, absolutely. They all got him. They all got him. So if you think, if you thought the U.S. being trillions and trillions of dollars in debt is a new thing, no, we basically <laughs> won this country off of credit. Oh, America's great again? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, yeah, America's been done great. It's all about, <laughs> you know, ha having a good credit line is more important than God. <laughs> I agree. Hamilton and his conspirators basically, um, I don't know what I heard there. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. Yeah. So Hamilton and his conspiracies were basically like, fuck this government. We need to be able to tax the fuck out of people. And they formed a group called the Federalists. Now, Washington, while he always said he didn't have an opinion or a party, he was pretty much a Federalist. Washington okay. had seen the weak powers of the Continental Congress when he was fighting the war. And he saw that they weren't able to, like, levy enough taxes for the army or, like, pay people well enough. So it makes sense that he would become a Federalist and be like, yeah, we need a stronger central government. Mm. Of course. Yeah, that makes sense for him. Now, keep in mind, people were already, under the Articles of Confederation government, people were already unhappy that they were being taxed up the ass. Um, and there was actually a group of New Englanders that started an armed rebellion called Shays Rebellion, chanting the same no taxation without representation that echoed in the Revolutionary War a decade Sounds prior. familiar. Mm -hmm. Washington called these rebels scum and that they were nothing more than uppity farmers. And yeah, they had elected government. They had like, yeah, why are you complaining? You just elected a representative to the government. But we all know American democracy always fights for the working man and their issues. Hot. <laughs> anyway, the Constitutional Congress was held in Philly in 1787. And Henry Knox, one of Washington's old aides, was like, oh, Washington, come on. Come to this thing in Philly. You like Philly, right? Who doesn't like Philly? It's fun. Trump yeah. hates Philly. Who? Trump. Oh, well, yeah. Because it's like baby New York. He's all about uh, making America skyscrapers again. Oh, good. More tall things. They used to be there, I promise. <laughs> And in 2001, they all went away. They all went away, and he was the tallest one out there. And you know what? To that, I say, good job. Thanks for staying afloat. <laughs> Here at this Constitutional Convention, the Constitution as we know it was written. Ooh. And th there's a lot of things that are fucked up about the Constitution. 
and it's far from the perfect document that conservatives claim it to be. But there, I mean, there's a lot of things unpacked that I think we'll talk about in other founding fathers roasts. But basically, the worst part was the part to appease the South, which was the three fifths compromise. Uh, um, well, it was just a, so, appease the South and the North. It was well, basically it, that was in the original document. What's that? The three fifths. Yeah, but that's in the Constitution. That's what I mean. The original Constitution has this. This is yeah. not like. You know, so maybe you can use it as a point of reference. Maybe it's not a perfect document. And I wouldn't right. so, I wouldn't call myself a liberal or a conservative. But what I would say is that uh, it's a piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> maybe just think about things. You know, it's also a piece of paper, toilet paper. I think, I think more those, useful than the Constitution. I think a lot of the amendments have, have solid uh, ideas behind them. But I think also a lot of them need to be reexamined. Right. So we'll talk in more detail over the Constitution because Washington really, even though he oversaw the convention, he didn't say anything and was probably sleeping through most of it. Uh, he just kind of sat there and was like, all right, you guys talk it out. Great. What? Three fifths of a person? Oh. Cool. That's good. Yeah, I sign <laughs> off on this. Yeah, he gave the honor. He was given the honor of signing first on the signing first on the document. So after okay. signing, Washington headed home and was like, all right, uh, they're on the right path. Fuck it. I can go relax now. <laughs> Finally. Ten years of relaxing will definitely catch up to you. <laughs> no, no, no. Hamilton was determined that Washington be involved in this new government. And Washington was like, nah, I'm good. I'm like 54 now. Leave me the fuck alone, Hamilton. You're like 28. Like, you have fun with the government. I'm going to go chill and drink iced teas. He's like that silver screen cliche of just, like, the, the, the police force detective that's just, like, two days away from retirement. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then, like, some kind of, like, silly terrorist plot unfolds, but it's only in New York, like, or only in one specific borough of New York. Right. Jack Bauer, you have to get here. Right, but instead of instead of like having to deal with this and perhaps like being in a life threatening situation, a case you really need to wrap up, you become president. <laughs> yeah. So well, Hamilton shit, I was just about to retire. Now I'm proud. Hamilton was a big baby that always got his way. Uh and he just kept pestering Washington, pestering Washington, till he sent James Madison down to Mount Vernon on Christmas Day to bug him about getting involved in running for president. Yeah, George Washington bolted up. He's like, you're not going to slit my throats on Christmas. And he's like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's, it's he's, got, he's, got, he's got PTSD, <laughs> even though he was on the right side of the throat slitting. <laughs> All right, go pick a book out of my library while I get ready to serve you dinner, Southern Comfort style. <laughs> Can't wait to do this again. Go have, go have sex with my wife. Because I sure as shit don't anymore. Now, we know Madison was very persuasive because begrudgingly, Washington was like, fine, I'll fucking run for president if you leave me alone. I just want to run for president. I just want to <laughs> be here in Mount it. Vernon. You're just asking for it. Fucking leave yeah. me alone. Now, keep in mind, Washington never wanted to be president. He reiterated <laughs> it like in notes and letters. He was like, he wrote to Martha. He's like, God damn it. I'm going back in so many <laughs> fucking words. They're pulling me back every yeah. time. Yeah. 
Um, and here's the thing is his legacy was at stake, right? He ended on such a high note because he thought about legacy all the time. He ended on such a high note. There was so much risk going back to government and becoming president. A guy with legs like that is going to think about his legacy. That's all he's got on his mind. Hey, legacy. how are we? How are we is the question. Oh, well, got roped into being a president of a country. It's all going bad. It's all downhill from here. Washington won by a landslide, and his VP was John Adams. This is back when the VP was the runner-up to the president. So it'd be like if, I don't, I'm just picking a side, if Trump won, Biden would be his president. Vice president. Well, actually, we'll know by now. Uh, so, we won't. The The world will. The world will know. But yeah. So once again, Washington packed his bags and headed off to the capital of the United States of America, New York City. Ooh. That's right. It wasn't D.C. That shit was not a thing yet. That makes sense. Washington's inauguration was done from the balcony of Federal Hall in New York. And as... As I mentioned in the beginning of the series, Washington was not a very religious man. Mm -hmm, Uh, He never mm -hmm. talked about God. And when he did, he used the term providence, which is a more secular way of saying God. Um, So Washington was a, in fact, a Mason. Illuminati confirmed. Tom, perk up. Get off your phone. We're talking about... I wasn't on my phone. I was was looking at the the tip of uh, this dollar bill... (laughs) <laughs> trying to identify this guy on it because he sounds so familiar. Yeah, he was a fucking Mason, dude. Illuminati confirmed. Well, the Masons and Illuminati are very different. <laughs> so, I mean, are they? Un- I feel like it's a reach around. It's not a reach around. There might be some overlap, but that doesn't mean they're the same thing. Yeah, overlap skull is and, reach around. Skull, right, and bones, skull and bones are far more. I think there's a heavier overlap there. So, and Washington. I think the Russian Aya is also. Um, the Russian eye is technically like Illuminati-ish, if you want, but like no one really says, "Yeah, I'm in the Russian eye," you know. No one says that, but there's a there's a heavy overlap there with the skull and bones, possibly more so. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> so Washington was a Mason, uh, and while he was being sworn in, a fellow Mason had borrowed the Bible, uh, borrowed stolen the Bible from St. Peter's Cathedral, and before Washington was issued the oath of office the mason this fellow mason shoved the bible into washington's face and it's been recorded that washington like didn't know what to do he's just like uh, that's a probable love that it's, yeah i know what cool. it is i know yeah. so he just like stood there for a second and then awkwardly kissed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's full tism right there that does right. sound like one of those moments in history that i would like to experience more than anything else so this is where the whole swearing on the Bible thing came into play, where all the presidents, with the exception of a few of them, uh, swore on the Bible to become the first pre- or to become a president of the United States. And with that, Washington became the first president of the United States in 1789. He did it! Yay! He did it! He did it! He did it! Didn't do much. He kissed a book. That's kind of weird. Last book I kissed, uh, it was a Spanish textbook, and I was trying to absorb the knowledge in it so I could pass a test. And I was 13. So that goes to show you the mindset of this man Mm, mm, and mm. possibly my misunderstanding of knowledge. More that. 
Could it be both? Yeah. One or the other. Okay. Zwick, you can cut some of that out because Travis is obviously looking through his index cards very thoroughly right now to find <laughs> out which, which one he just dropped on the floor. <laughs> but the yeah, you, can, you can make that less awkward. The big issue facing Washington was foreign debt. Um, but the even bigger issue was while Washington was carving that sick S onto his desk at the yeah. Constitutional Convention while the Constitution was drafting, they skipped over most of the parts of what the executive and judicial branch actually does in the government. Mm. Like They talked a lot about the legislative branch, but it was basically like, and we will have a president, and there's going to be a Supreme Court. What those But do? like, n- nothing else. It's like if you get an Ikea thing, and it's like, here's the guy that shows you the screw, and then the table's built. Well, that's entirely how they teach it in schools, too. Because they go, well, we have the three branches of government. It's all based on checks and balances. And it's like, okay, uh, great. What do we do when no one's checking and balancing each other? Because that's never actually happened. So it's like, that's no. what it's there for. So you start asking questions, and then your teacher, your history teacher, or your uh, you know your um, politi- political sciences teacher, they bring you into the janitor's closet what? and strangle you <laughs> to death. <laughs> I know strangle. several kids who have no, died because stra- they asked that question. Well, that's strangling well, no to orgasm. Yeah, what is, what's actually happening here? That's all they had to ask. What's actually happening here? Oh, God! <laughs> Mr. Lawrence, please don't do this! <laughs> and then they come back, and they're like a bit of a zombie, and you know they, they do really well at the gas station they work for in the future. <laughs> there weren't even things on there like term limits. So as far as people saw it, Washington was president for life. President King. Nice. Yeah, people actually said that wa- that Washington was king by another name, because uh, you know whatever you're president. Okay, that's king, What's right? The difference. Yeah. Hmm. The first year of his presidency was mainly spent touring the country, shaking babies, and kissing hands. Yeah, baby. And his signature move was actually that he would bow to the people. Very humble, right? Like, Very. You know, this is back in the days when like you only bowed like nobles. He's like, I'm about a you, dog. Like How that. many legs you got? One? How many nipples you got? Seven? Can you move your lips? I'm about to you. Now, <laughs> was he takes- actually bowing or getting his quadricep workout in? Because we, we all know he has creamy <laughs> thighs. Yeah, when you have... Um, Cody, you're exactly right. When you have that kind of core strength that a man with thighs like that has, mm-hmm. those bows are free. They don't mean anything. Let's talk no, about his no. thighs, actually, because he was also extremely yeah. sick at this point. He, he got a disease called Carbuncle, which I thought was Garfield's <laughs> owner. Um, no. and, and he had these massive like abscess in his thick-ass thighs, so they were even bigger. But he'd have them like daily drained of pus, kind of like yeah. when we talked about Henry VIII. Just like draining pus out of your legs. It's a leader's uh, disease and also a poor person's disease. So He also, yeah, well, the poor people can't get it drained. Well, they, can like, dra- they can drain it themselves. That's true. They can have rats bite it. Sure. Hire rats. Know. Hire smart enough. rats. Rats that cost more than doctors. Hire them from some, some Indian trainer. Who's been on Bollywood sets his whole life training rats to lift a a, a, a sexy princess into the lady to bite your rat hole. <laughs> hmm. 
Does that he make sense? Ha- of course not. Yeah. Sorry. D- you, dude, you started this episode, by the way, just throwing it out there. Sorry if I'm not on point right now. You started the episode by having me drink so much whiskey yeah. and beer, and I'm fading, and I hate you. It's about man up, dude. This is America, dude. You got to be able to drink beer or else you can't vote. I was drinking before. I drank the perfect amount. I was just like, it's a good amount. I drank seven beers, and then I was just like, this is time to hit the podcast. That's when I do it. <laughs> and then you're like, Tom, drink more beer. And I go, oh, God, my balance. Oh, my balance. <laughs> now, I could have a party, but I can't be sitting in a goddamn chair looking at the, uh, a screen with you dopes on it. <laughs> and and ha- pretend to have fun. <laughs> Although I am having fun. I, I'm right. just, I'm playing. Another thing Washington had was a massive tumor on his cheek, uh, which was removed a week into the job. And on what? top of that, while they were picking out some tumor on his cheek, his mom died. Oh, which, mommy. Oh. Mommy. So he's not having a good year, good day. He doesn't want to be president. He's got like a tumor on his cheek, leg pussy, thick legs, his pride and joy, his thick thighs. The second year of Washington's presidency, he's just really winging it. He establishes a cabinet, which is now commonplace for a um, president. Right, right. right, right. Commonplace. Bunch bunch Mm -hmm. of dudes on your cabinet. Hanging out, playing cards. Yeah, the closest most people get to that is going to Ikea and building a cabinet. (laughs) Yeah. My cabinet. The capital was also moved to Philly. And I think at the time they kind of had this, like, the idea that the U.S. capital would kind of be like a roaming circus. They could just kind of float around. (laughs) What do you mean? How so? Like, they wouldn't have a fixed capital. Like, it would move around every year. Oh, the capital itself. It wasn't like. Yeah. Well, we're gonna move where they sell hot dogs from in the city. I think that might have been the draw. Like the, the hot who's dogs. Who's got the hot dogs? Who's yeah. got the hot dogs? Right. So as soon as uh, <laughs> as soon as uh, um, Columbus, Ohio, figures out how to stabilize an eighteen-inch dog, that's where the capital is. Absolutely. Now, this OG cabinet that Washington established, I'm gonna list it out for you. We got Thomas Jefferson, TJ, as Secretary of State. Henry Knox, uh, the Secretary of War. Alexander Hamilton, Secretary of the Treasury, and some dude you've never heard of named Edmund Randolph as Attorney General. Nope, never heard of him. Mm. Now, right from the beginning, this cabinet was fucked. Absolutely fucked. Nice. Uh, First off, Hamilton was an egotistical maniac set on setting up a national bank and taxing the fuck out of everyone. It's kind of unclear if Hamilton even wanted a democracy. Like, I think he wanted to just go back to monarchy. Mm. He probably didn't, if you think about it. He probably, and when I say if you think about it, who wants a democracy? They just want power. Yeah, we will talk about Alexander Hamilton because thank you, pop culture, for making a a fucking shit show out of our founding fathers and making Mm. them sound relatable. I I haven't seen the show. I hear there's hip-hop rapping. Yes, so relatable because the the founding fathers love their hip hop and R and B. I heard that Little Wayne um, was gonna do Hamilton's, and he decided not to because it didn't pay enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the most founding father move you could do. So kudos yeah. to you, Little Wayne. Yeah, thank you, Little Wine. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson was an e- uh, idyllic 
a slave-owning racist that hated Hamilton and would scream about states' rights. And now I say states' rights when we all know what that is code for. Uh, Libertarianism. No, 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 no. Slaverous. <laughs> yeah, the slavery. Mm. And, and that was actually a complete shock to me because I always thought, I feel like a lot of people just throw off the founding fathers and the fact that they own slaves as like, oh, they all own, they all own slaves. Yeah. But this whole idea of states' rights that became so pertinent in the Civil War was something that went back to the origin of our country. But these people were saying, oh, states' rights. And it was basically like, we need to have slaves. See, and the I Northerners always... like, nah, slavery's wrong, and the rest of the world is laughing at us. See, uh, okay, so my conception of it, uh, probably wrong, but mine has always been this idea of, like, states' rights <laughs> equals get out of my room, ma. <laughs> uh, to which, I don't know, that could be a good idea, because if you're masturbating a lot, you might want your mom to not come in your room. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. I can see no, that. I, I understand the appeal of like libertarianism, but at the same time, like there's a big elephant in the room here. Well, the who, fact that yeah, who are you fighting for? What are you actually right. fighting for when you say that? Right. Yeah. Like I, I get the whole idea of like stay out of my business, but then when you're like stay out of my business, and I also. Um, have like a like a, a small girl chained in my closet, right? <laughs> like <laughs> you might have you might have two brothers, i.e., I, two states going stay in my room, mom, and one of them is masturbating a lot, and the other one is beating a, a black child to death. <laughs> Jesus, so Christ. you might like that. That's me- that's a metaphor. That's a, I think that's a fair no, metaphor. Yeah, that's where a it's good metaphor. Like, it's like all right, well, maybe we should examine this overarching idea of get out of my room, mom. Because mom's yeah. got to do something sometimes. <laughs> mom's got to step in sometimes. Yeah. So Washington would hold these cabinet meetings where basically it was to meet him mediating Hamilton and Jefferson who were just screaming at each other. Oh, good. Yeah. Most of the time, most of the times, even though Washington was a slave owner, he would side with Hamilton because Hamilton was the one that was tackling the most pressing issue of the nation, which was debt. Money is important. Like, slaves are... To Washington, slaves are important, but, like, money is even more important. And he just realized that, like, slaves are actually more costly than hired labor. Mm. So. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, it, when you give people that illusion of, like, oh, you have your freedoms, but you also have to pay rent to a guy who's just like your boss, who's paying you nothing. Yeah. Like, when you when you can convince people that they should pay rent like that, and when then it becomes law, you know, it's uh, well, it's like, crazy. It's like your boss has a boss and he takes out all his anger on you because he has yeah. to pay his boss. I feel like a rent I'm, owner. I, I'm going to I'm going to retract a lot of things I said. Just you can you as the listener can um, just pretend I didn't say any of this because I feel like I'm getting preachy in a lot of ways and I don't do good as preachy. So what I am going to do is go. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? You are, Travis. Continue the episode. Cody's just a straight-up Vaporeon right now. He's blowing clouds into the camera. Travis, dude, you, if you could see Cody right now, he's doing, like, rings, and then pushing, like, smoke through those rings, and then once they're through the ring, it forms into a large penis. And he's also wearing a new visor that he got. Yeah. 
It's a cool visor. It's got LEDs in it. Yeah, he's got Oakleys on. (laughs) Professor Oakleys. Yes. He's got his Professor Oakleys while listening to his Vaporeon uh, dubstep music. Vaporeon wave. (laughs) So Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson was like, Hamilton is controlling this old man Washington like a puppet. And maybe Hamilton was. I mean, Washington didn't even really want to be president. He's like, ah, whatever, Hamilton, you know what's going on. Um, And Hamilton was getting everything he wanted. He got his national bank approved. And he did make a deal with Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. And it basically like, hey, if you give me the bank, you can pick the location of the permanent capital that we're going to call Federal City. That sounds horrible. Federal city? Sounds like something out of out of Akira, right? Like a fucking dystopian horror yeah. show. So TJ and Madison were like, all right, we're going to build our federal city in a slave state because that's important to us. Mm. We're going to build it in Virginia, right on the Potomac River. So just right. fuck northerners. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, we've got the um, some missing parts to the cabinet here. Secretary of War Henry Knox was out in the Ohio Territory committing complete genocide to the Native American people. That's not really a surprise to us, but for Washington fanboys, they go, oh, wait, wait, wait. Have you heard of Washington and the Cree people down in Georgia? Uh, Washington gave him their word that white farmers would not encroach on their land. Sure. Oh. Oh. His word, good. Yeah. And the Cree were only kicked out by our past roast, um, uh, Andrew Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, up in the western Pennsylvania and Ohio, men, women, and children were being slaughtered. We talked a little bit about this in the Anthony Wayne episode. If you want more detail, go back to that. But Washington was appalled by the violence that these troops are inflicting on the indigenous people of the Ohio Territory. But I think the real story is that Washington owned tons of land in the Ohio Territory that all these nasty Indians were living on. You're making so, it wet! I'm Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't upset when there was less squatters there. Uh, well, <laughs> come on. Maybe he... You know, sometimes it's good to just have an inhabitant, you know? You know, dude, maybe, he's all about you're kind of putting something. Now, I'm not going to stand up for George Washington all around. OK, I don't think he's a good guy. But what I will say is that maybe he was upset about that. Well, he, he was the one that sent the troops out there. He just didn't like how they executed the plan. That's oh, fine. Yeah. Executed. Yeah. OK. She so just wanted them removed. Yeah. Threatened, uh, but not to death. Yeah, give him a couple black eyes. Punch those babies in the faces. Just don't kill them. <sighs> All right. Travis, why do you pick the most depressing people sometimes? <laughs> oh, I forgot. This guy started the country. Yeah. Oops. So things get real hot, real heated between Thomas Jefferson and Andrew Jackson. And eventually, Tommy resigns. Uh-oh. Yeah. TJ claimed that it was not political. But him and James Madison started writing hit pieces on Washington on the sly once he had retired. What what was um yeah Thomas Jefferson's pen name? Was I I don't have 
Avi? Yeah. I don't have that on hand because we have to double back and do TJ. Uh, and he basically formed a new political party. One that was solely based on the preservation of slavery called the mm. Democratic Republican Party. So you can't get angry at either one of the parties <laughs> because they're both in <laughs> the oh, first clever. <laughs> oh, my God. Who's running there? Is it uh, Donald Biden? Is that the worst joke Tom's made? Yes. Joe. Intentionally. Because I am I am so drunk. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to double back on both Tom, uh, TJ and Alexander Hamilton. But they're pretty much the reason why America has this constantly fucked two-party system. Good. Yeah. Washington, again, maintains that he never had a political party, although, in fact, he was a federalist. Mm. So Washington's first term was a disaster. Um, and I say term, but the whole idea that it ended in four years was just because Washington wanted out by four years. Oh, is that the reason it's four years? Yeah. It's because George Washington was just like, I'm out. I like, I don't want to be it anymore. But Can you, we have an election? But you always knew when you were growing up that that four years meant nothing. Well, yeah. Like, well, that's as how as long as it takes you, Like you're in first grade and they're like, yo, presidents, they got four years and then they can do two terms. So eight years tops. You're like, that sounds dumb. <laughs> yeah, why is it four years? Why is, is it that four how years? long I'm going to be into high school when I could shoot varsity shoots? Something like that. Now, Washington wanted out after four years, and he was all ready to resign, and then Alexander Hamilton was like, wait, hold out. We had to hold another election to see if the people really want you to leave. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Im imagine trying to be like trying to quit your job, and your boss is just like, no. But no. No. Washington's I like, fuck! Fine. I'll fucking hold another goddamn election. And thus, the four-year term was born, and then Washington was elected for a second term. He's just screaming at, like, election night results, like, God damn it! <laughs> he won by another landslide. Now, before we get into the second term of Washington's presidency i want to take a little pause and talk about washington and slavery okay time to tell more truth he's going on to his second term but we're going to pause and we're going to go into slavery now i think i made it clear that slavery was not something just to be dismissed as well they all had slaves back then uh there were plenty of northern abolitionists writing washington being like dude shit is making us look really bad and you should write a presidential mandate to free the slaves. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, Washington received tons of pressure from the Quakers, who really hated slavery. Well, the, see, their thing is, is that I don't mean to shit on the Quakers. And I, like, goes without saying, slavery, not very good. But the Quakers liked work too much. They're yeah. like, who's going to do all this work? What, well, you know, you're not going to let any white people work? The land and make baskets and and cut steel oats for you, dude. Cody is a Quaker, right? You have the oatmeal in your family bloodline. 
That's McCann's Irish oatmeal that has nothing to do with Quakers, but sure. I thought yes. I thought Quakers just did oatmeal. That's what they, they do, right? More than they don't have the rights to fucking oatmeal. It's fucking <laughs> oats you do. turn into a meal. Maybe they do. You you don't you're not that connected with your family history, are you? I don't know. I don't know. Cody and I family probably banged in a cabin, but that's different. Okay. Very. Uh, so Washington had a, you know, you mentioned, Tom, you have a little bit of a prejudice against Quakers. Washington also hated Quakers. Tom, you don't have to put your hands up like, uh, maybe I'm offended by that. I mean, you just say Quake, more Quakers should work at Taco Bells. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. In fact, I don't have anything against, uh, against Quakers. But I'm just thinking that maybe the reason they had a stick up their ass is that they like to work. They like to brown nose. They like to over. They're the people who are like, oh, I work 70 hours this week. I'm feeling. What did you do? Oh, you took lunch breaks? You're a fucking pussy. Maybe that's <laughs> so how what? I think Quakers be like. Washington was pissed off at Quakers because they took a big old long lunch break during the revolution because they were nonviolent. And did not participate in the revolution. So Washington held a grudge. He's like, oh, you don't want to fight for the country? Well, fuck you. I'm not going to listen to your fucking letters. Lunch break. Bullshit. Basically, Washington went to the government and was like, hey, we shouldn't discuss slavery for another 20 years. So in (laughs) in 1808, that's when we can talk about slavery again. Because right now, country's too young. And if we talk about it, the shit's going to break up. So let's Slavery, not please. talk about it. Hmm. Washington still owned slaves, and he still had issues with the law with his slaves. So the thing was, was in Pennsylvania, if a slave lived there for more than four months, they were free, according to state law. Wacky. Good so state. Yeah, like a, yeah that's great. the Amish state. The city of brotherly love. All right. Well, <laughs> come on out. I realize the name of that city is Philadelphia, and the demonym, what would the demonym be, like Philadelphiaites? But any other, like, language construct would call them um, Delphiophiles. Delphiophiles. Because mm, Belladaphinophiles. Philadelphia, yeah. Delphiophiles. Like, brother lovers. So, uh, well, it's so better than the- necrophiles. Or, yeah. There was an exception made to this law for anyone in the legislative branch, of which there were plenty of Southerners, who could not chew bubble gum without a slave guiding their jaw. (laughs) But there was no law for the executive branch. So obviously Martha and Washington had to have their slaves in Philly. And so they set up this shitty system where they would have slaves stay for three months and then send them back to Mount Vernon and cycle them. So there was never a slave long in Philly longer than four months. Well, how uh, long okay. did they have to be out of Philly? I don't know. Could have been That's a weekend. That's a good question. Maybe just take them down to, to, to Bush Gardens. <laughs> Great Wait, place in it- Virginia. Yeah, you take them down to Bush Gardens and then you fly them back up to... Fly them? Yeah, right. uh, yeah, to... You fly, yeah, you fly him back up to yeah. Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know what the cycle was, but they were like, no slaves are staying here longer than three months because if, we, if they and, get them at four, they get their freedom. And how did this work? Like, you know, they're crossing the border and they're going, how long have you been here? Where do you live? And they go, dude, I don't have a home. Like, I'm property. Like, this sucks. <laughs> 
Stop asking me questions. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, these slaves were living with Washington, and they were sent out into Philly, into the streets of Philly, for their groceries and laundry and all this shit. Right? It's, it's shit that, basically, if you had a slave, it's shit that you don't want to do that you're going to have another person that you own do. Right? Like, Slavery. I don't want to go for laundry, right? Like, I don't want to do fucking groceries. Right. That's now- for those people. Right. It's now like Uber Eats and I. <laughs> I have I have probably about a hundred slaves that have delivered food to me in the last two two months. But you pay them, so it's not that. Cody barely. <laughs> <laughs> so these slaves would go out and they'd see black neighborhoods. That's right. Entire black neighborhoods in Philly. These people were living free. And this was co- almost completely alien to these people because for these slaves at this point, their parents, their grandparents, even maybe their great-grandparents were born into bondage. Like, that's all they knew. Mm. Which is sad. Very sad. I'm bringing it down a notch. Stepping it down a notch. You do you. You do you. Thanks, Cody. (laughs) Yeah. But these... Yeah, you know, these slaves were not stupid, right? Like, Washington... Obviously, freedom is something built into your existence but washington had also taught them how to a lot of them how to read and write Mm. so Mm -hmm. there was gonna be ones that said fuck this shit i don't want to clean washington's dirty pus leg drawers anymore i'm gonna go run away into the metropolis of philly right so two of them stand out one of them is washington's cook a man named hercules oh cool hercules hercules Okay, thanks. <laughs> the other one was Hercules, uh, Hercules. Yeah. The other one was Oni Judge. Oni Judge. Cool names. So Hercules was one of the first slaves to be brought to Philly because he obviously cooked the food. He's like, what do you want for dinner, Mr. Washington? Crabs again? Okay, cool. I'll make you crabs. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. He caught wind of the scheme about Washington cycling his help um, to avoid emancipation. Right. And he was shocked. He was like, dude, he actually had the guts to go to Washington and be like, I would never run away from you. It's a pleasure to serve you. You made this country. Right. But, di- but yeah, you're a dirt ball. But you're an asshat. And the next time that Hercules was cycled in to Philly, he dipped out. Oh. Hire, uh, Washington hired a professional slave hunter to track Hercules down, but he was never found. So good on you, Hercules. You, yeah, you made right. it away. Hercules. He beat the system. He did. Yeah. I, I always always a fan of beating the system. Yep. <laughs> the other slave slipped away while in Philly while in Philly. That she was Oni Judge. And she was one of Martha's slaves. And she had caught wind that Martha was going to gift her to one of her nieces. Who was getting married, just like a fucking Bed Bath and Beyond pot? Oh, like a registry, something. like one. right, like oh, you can have this slave. I I like it. I like it. Non-refundable, non-transferable. So, so judge is like fuck that shit. Like she had obviously had family and shit in the at Mount Vernon. Right. It's like I'm not just gonna be like sold off to some random person. Like this is bullshit. And she saw all these black people in Philly, so she bounced. To good for her. Where'd she bounce to? Well, so Washington sent out slave hunters again to find to track her down, 
And eventually they caught up with her in New Hampshire, a free state. Hmm. Now, this is before the Fugitive Slave Act was a thing, which was a terrible thing where it was like, if a slave escaped into the North, you have to send it back. Yeah. It's like extradition almost. Yeah. So this was before that. So all the slave hunter could do was just ask nicely if Judge would return back to slavery at Mount Vernon. See here now, there are people that uh, appreciate you very much on Mount Vernon, and they'd much like to see you in person. So Right? Yeah. But like, what's the, the balls of like, oh, you want to be enslaved again? No, sir. I'd rather not. Thank you. This now, is ju- uh, bad. Yeah, Judge had the balls to ask this, to tell this slave hunter. She's like, yo, I'll come back to Washington only if he gives me the promise that when he dies, he will free me. It's like, I'll, I'll fucking work for another 10 years. This guy's old, stupid, he's dumbass. Like, I'll work for another 10 years as long as he frees me. That is something horrifying I just realized. Like, when your master dies, as a slave, when your master dies... You you're you're willed off like some kind of inheritance. Imagine oh. if you if you were a slave and you were okay with the guy who was you know bossing you around. Let's use that term, bossing you around. Okay. And then he dies, and then all of a sudden you have Jared Kushner telling you what, <laughs> and you're like, could you stop looking at me like that? And you can't even say it because he's got such beady eyes, and he's like telling you what to do with his mind. Like the movie Patrick from Australia. (laughs) (laughs) So this slave hunter returned to Washington with uh, Judge's message, and Washington was furious. He was like, I'm not going to negotiate with this lesser human, in so many words. And he said some shit about how he believed in the gradual emancipation, but it would not be right to reward a slave that had escaped for their freedom. Which is what you were kind of talking about before, Tom, where it's like, like, this one's no good because they, like, escaped for their freedom. Like, playing that whole, like, like moral thing on slavery. Right. Yeah. When a slave master can say something, you know, start preaching. You know, it's one thing to give orders like, hey, you escaped. I'm a slave owner. It's my job to tell you to go back to work. Okay. Uh Now, that man is evil. But when you have an evil man that brings it to the next level, like, oh, you escaped? Let me tell you what's wrong about escaping. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. You don't, you, 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 give me my teeth back, you like, fucking Like, I want to free all of you, but you're a bad one. Yeah. You fucking I would free you. I yeah. would free you, but you don't know what it's like. <laughs> you know, and then that song, What It's Like by Everclear starts playing. And you're like, not Everclear, oh, wow. whatever it is. You know, and then you really know what's. It's like that guy telling you how you should live your life. You know it's wrong. You that know guy that did man, not file my tax returns. That guy, he wears Jenko jeans, and there's nothing wrong mm. with that, but there is an indication of a disconnect when yeah. you're wearing those. Right. So Judge is like, uh, okay, well, fuck this dickhead. I'm in New Hampshire. There's nothing you could do about that. I'm just going to stay in New Hampshire. I'm here now. Land of the free. Is that where that comes from? Yeah. Live, live, live free or fuck George Washington's asshole? Yeah, yeah no, like New that. Hampshire's slogan is like, Vermont has better cheddar cheese, but we got free black people. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I hate this. I do hate this because we have to make it fun. And then as soon as I try to make it fun, 
I'm a, a racist. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to Washington's second term. It started in 1793, and basically it was even more of a shit show than his first term. By the end of it, the public opinion had switched from the father, the the ultimate father of America, to a man that was being burnt in effigies in the streets. Really? Yeah, that is shit they don't tell you about good old Washington in high school. Was that this guy, they literally fucking would make a little fuzzy mushroom tip head Washington yeah. and fucking yeah. burn him at the stake. He His silhouette does look like a penis. Yep. That that's something else. I I didn't know. I didn't know that like during his lifetime he was looked at like a shithead. Yeah. Well, we got these I, these biographies traveled that fast. We got these biographies like that Weems guy that wrote the whole chopping down the cherry tree that right. redeemed him. Oh, so he came in clutch there. Yeah. So his cabinet was a complete mess. Most of the people had resigned. Even his favorite favorite son, Alexander Hamilton, resigned. Uh, this was honestly because Alexander Hamilton was a scumbag, and he realized it was a sinking ship and wanted to steer clear of the iceberg. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That's fine. So I'm going to talk about two real major disasters in Washington's second term. That was the Jay Treaty and the Whiskey Rebellion. I don't know what if you treaty? guys heard of either one of those. No. What treaty? The Jay Treaty. Jay no, treaty. I, I haven't heard of either of those. So let's talk about the Jay Treaty. The whole, you know, John Jay College in Manhattan. Yes, named after that guy. Okay, very nice. So France had its revolution, and then immediately went back into its old habit of like, "Fuck it, let's fight the British." Right. <laughs> like they never learned. They didn't learn anything. We did it here. <laughs> let's turn it around. Let's put this cocksucker back into drive because we've been in reverse for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. So <laughs> they're warring the British. And God Washington, bless. Washington God bless. was all about neutrality uh, for America, for this growing American empire that he saw as an empire that was coast to coast. Right. And he said, don't involve ourselves with our British empires, our, our, nobility, our European empires. It's like, we have to worry about America, right? America mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. But when I say neutral, Washington didn't really mean we're neutral because apparently he was pro-British. It's kind of weird. <sighs> Traitor. He, he fought the French first, then he fought the British, and now he's going back to the British. It's kind of like an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. You know, we just broke up. I hate us so much. <laughs> Everyone's been there. And, yeah, then you, and then you snap out of it. Unfortunately, what snapped George Washington out of this probably was his death. So he didn't get to realize that he was being a crazy loon boy. I mean, the British put out. They got anal. You know, that's one of the things they invented. That's the, the only Empire. thing they offer, actually. <laughs> it's one of the <laughs> few things. Unseasoned food. It's one of their few outputs. If you've seen a British porn star recently, you need to wash your eyeballs. Yeah, because they say, I know. I, I, I know. know. I know. Oh, you gave it to me. You <laughs> gave it to me. Oh, man, we've got tea time coming up soon. <laughs> Immaculate. Is that how British people talk? <laughs> That's perfect. It is now. Right, um, that, was, that was my uh, Midwest accent. So, I wasn't sure. If, <laughs> so I don't want to offend anyone. 
what are the big splits between these two parties that it have become into thing the federalists and the democratic republicans washington's being a federalist was that federalists were pro-british and anti-french and democratic republicans run by francophile thomas jefferson were pro-french anti-british francophile gotcha yeah Love it. Uh, and most Americans at the time regarded the French as their brethren in the revolution. Remember, they helped us win the war. So right. the populists were all behind the French. They're like, they just had a revolution. We had a revolution. They helped us fight our revolution. Fuck the British. Never yeah. liked them. They, they knew how to commit to their slam. Yeah. They're like, nah, fuck it. This storyline continues. We're not reverting all Vince McMahon-like back, and a tag team out of nowhere is going to be like, oh, remember that fight we had six months ago? It doesn't happen. We're on the tag team now. So this is why Americans were shocked that Washington was going to negotiate with the British and establish them as the main trading partner in this French-British war that was happening. Okay. In reality, this treaty was the brainchild of Alexander Hamilton, who had resigned from washington's cabinet but was still pulling the strings from behind the scenes okay washington decided to send the first supreme court justice chief justice john jay the guy i mentioned before has a college john in new york jay. Mm-hmm. right he's got his own college very cool um i think that's where you become a cop didn't one of our friends become try to become a cop at john god jay? bless him god bless his soul he's uh he's alive but I miss him so much. <laughs> I miss him too. So, um, so they send this guy John Jay across the Atlantic to sign a treaty with Parliament, mm-hmm. a treaty that Alexander Hamilton wrote himself and had sent off to his friends in Parliament before Jay had arrived. So basically, this gave him an op- these people in Parliament an opportunity to review it, exploit it, and act like they were surprised when John Jay showed up. Oh, little like what would you call that? Like active backdating, but yeah, it's like you want to send someone to negotiate, but the other people already know what you're bringing to the table. Yeah, so there's it's like I want to put a butt plug in you, but I'm not gonna buy you pizza. I bought it with your Amazon account. Yeah, right. And you, and you got the notification. Oh, arrives Tuesday. Yeah, it's crazy. The people in America went ballistic, all while Thomas Jefferson and James Madison stoked the flames against Washington in their papers. People rioted in the streets, burnt effigies of Washington and John Jay, and this was really, truly the low point of Washington's presidency. That's amazing. Now, the second fuck-up was called the Whiskey Rebellion, which was in 1794. Now, as I mentioned, the Federalists, Washington and Alexander Hamilton, were all about jacking up taxes to pay off their debts. Mm -hmm. And much like the Stamp Act, Congress had passed a tax on whiskey. They were like, this one particular good, we're going to tax it extra. This is actually called the sin tax. Uh, Yeah, sin tax or luxury tax. Yeah. Now, the thing was, was most of the whiskey being made in America at the time was made in the American frontier, places like Western Pennsylvania and the Ohio Territory. Moonshiners. Yeah, and they were not part of 
the U.S. and we're not represented in Congress. Ooh, they live no out taxation in no man's without land. representation. Yeah, maybe maybe that jingle means something. It's one of the only. I mean, like <clears throat> Solino and Barnes, injury attorney. <laughs> that only goes as far as the New York border. Okay. Yeah. Rest, yeah. In, rest in peace, Barnes. But taxation without representation, none of it, please. That really should have stuck. Right? I mean, mm. so these people are like, I don't have a representative and I'm being taxed. Sound familiar? Asshole? Yeah. Mm. So the Whiskey Rebellion started in Pittsburgh and it started out as a peaceful protest. Yeah. Um, the tax collectors applied some extra force to the protesters. Sound familiar? Mm. And eventually, these 400 protesters uh, got pushed around enough where things got violent. They mm. burnt down the tax collector collector's house and tarred and feathered the tax collector. Okay. Ah, good old That's fine. tarred and feathering. Yeah. Washington I don't heard, care. Washington heard about this unrest in his Ohio territory and was like, well, fuck this. We got to get the military involved. Ah. Help. Also sounds familiar. <laughs> now, the rule in play at the time was that car- Congress had to, had to give permission to Washington to deploy the army. Washington said, fuck that, and went around the, con- uh, went around the Congress and the Constitution and mounted his horse and began leading an army towards Pittsburgh. What a dick, Tater. <sighs> this is the first <sighs> time, the first and only time, an acting sitting president has led troops onto the field, and it was against its own people. A little I hypocrite. bet you there's a lot of presidents out there that would have loved to bring troops against his own people, historically speaking. While mm-hmm. sitting on a tank. Yes, yeah, sitting on it. Maybe you have like a Pope mobile. Just kind of <laughs> riding out there going, fuck you all. I know like you didn't vote for going. me. I got the numbers. <laughs> Washington I, Washington, I guess, got cold feet because he never made it to Pittsburgh. I think he might have realized, like, oh, fuck, I just broke the law by rejecting the Constitution. But his army continued on his march and eventually reached Pittsburgh, where the rebellion was over. Uh, two men were charged with treason and hanged, and 150 rebels Washington personally pardoned. Okay. All right. You were on my team. Uh, the whole time getting confusing i i don't care about george washington that's what i'm getting out of this he's a a nice man i don't think he's a nice man at all i think he's out for his own personal interests and should have never been a president i don't think the president's uh situation should exist at all i think you said a few episodes ago tom that like george washington was the worst president because he was the first president yes yeah yeah I, I believe 100%, and you cannot, and you'll never change my mind, that the executive branch should not exist. Yeah. I huh. think it's a stupid, a st- like, a stupid thing. So stupid. <laughs> Why would you give, like, because what it does is it creates, like, this ideology, uh, uh, not ideology, but this iconology behind one person. Yeah. And I don't like that. I, it's really disconcerting for that people could put so much faith behind and not hold them accountable person. because they don't have anywhere else to go. Right. You know, like the fact that, like I, like 
think whatever you want about any president ever. It doesn't matter. It's not about applying like shitting on, shitting on anyone. But when you get people so riled up, like when you get a bunch of Trump people, when you get a bunch of people who really think that Obama's going to change things. Like do you remember do you remember that fucking shit? Yeah. When Obama got elected and people thought things were going to change? Change. They really be- they believed it. And it, it doesn't happen that way because the iconology is stronger than the ideology. And I'm going to stop preaching now. What I will say is that, Cody, Yeah, I saw you slapping your ass before. <laughs> what is for, that about? That was for you. Oh, thank you. So I'm s- slapping in the mirror. Very hot. Straightening my back. You know, <laughs> fucking laying down. Your hands go down your pants. No. Make sure your ass is still squishy. Whatever. I was just making sure, you know. Just want to make sure you're all right. So at this point, between the Whiskey Rebellion and the J Treaty, everyone hated Washington. Something that you never knew. Everyone fucking hated this guy. Americans hate Washington. Wow. Yeah. So he was like, all right, the four years are up. Please, (laughs) please help me. I want to retire. Uh, Because honestly, all this shit was happening besides the time he like perked up when these people were not were, were saying no taxation without representation. Right. Washington was mainly concerned about building the new capital on the Potomac River, which, as I mentioned in earlier episodes, he was like certain that that river went to California. He has such a big heart on for a body of water, and I don't understand it. Yeah. So he's there, like figuring out architects for who to how to build this federal city. And little did he know after he died, it would be named Washington, D.C. Um,. But he's not doing shit. He's just fucking hanging out. He's yelling at people like everyone hates him. And of course, after these four years are up and he's like, I just I just want to quit. Please let me quit. I hate this job. (laughs) So so he turns to Alexander Hamilton once again, who's living in New York. And he's like, hey, I just wrote this draft for my farewell address. Can you edit it? Edit. 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 Can you do the hard part? I put together some post-it notes. Uh, they're all over the place. I put them in a Ziploc <laughs> bag. And I was hoping that you'd make me sound better with your writing. Cody, you've actually done that for me several times. It's, which, I, I love doing it, actually. I'll say thanks again. Thanks, thanks for getting me um, anywhere in I, life. I, I like helping my friends. Cody, you never touch any of the roast mortem things that I post because they're always filled with spelling errors and grammatical things. It's not worth I, it. I, I assume that's just the language you use for you. Dude, and, that's and the language my autocorrect assumes that I'm typing in because mm. I type in French with <laughs> English autocorrect on. Oui, oui, mamzelle. <laughs> that's English they're speaking. Yeah. Travis, why is your paper... On uh, the Exxon Valdez. Keep saying uh, that's English they're speaking. And <laughs> French boys are it. Gaston. It doesn't make sense. It it's a very well-written paper if I were to take all those out. Continue. So, all right. In this farewell address, Washington. Whoa. whoa. Washington called for. <coughs> fuck all the burps. Washington called for burping. <coughs> that's what right? he did. Washington called for isolationism, even though he didn't really practice what he preached oh, while yeah. he was president. He was all lazy fair type per- idiot. 
Well, no, he was all pro-British. And he's like, dude, don't get involved with Europe. I'm going to go send my, my fucking judges over there. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So finally, in 1797, at the age of 64, Washington was finally out of office. Thank God. Oh, wow. Yeah. What an old bag. The people once loved Washington, and these people included Thomas Jefferson, uh, James Madison, and Thomas Paine, and all these people now hated his guts. Oh, T. Paine said, uh, Thomas Paine said that he set up partisanship monopolies and had pretty much corrupted the entire government from the start. Wow. Didn't know those, uh, beef. those two had beef. Future shithead Andrew Jackson refused to salute Washington when he said his farewell address to Congress. Okay, he's wow. got standards. <laughs> well, well, I mean, they're all bad. Never they're mind. all bad. There's no standards. You're right. Yeah. Washington finally returns to Mount Vernon. It's finally over. He's just <laughs> kicks off his Air Force once. He just all like, right. hits a slave and puts his feet up. <laughs> Next to the fire. Turns on Hulu or something. Yeah. He watches Get Out, which is very ironic that he watches that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. He's like, I love that movie. I, I don't understand it. <laughs> I love that movie. Too bad it ended bad. It was a bad <laughs> ending. I actually haven't seen that. Oh, wow. It's great. Oh, I okay. haven't. So don't ruin it. Check anything. it out. No spoilers for me. Guess what? Jordan Peele's the director. Spoiled it. Okay. Well, that's... You didn't tell me that. <laughs> now it's a comedy, I know. Anyway, he pulls his dentures out. He's sitting at these fucking at this fire. All of a sudden, his, bl his phone blows up. Yeah. And it was Alexander Hamilton again! What's he want? Fuck! God damn it! So, the second president of the United States, Washington's VP, John Adams, had entered something called the... Half war or quasi war or the, the XYZ affair. What it's something that we don't really talk about. What is a this? So basically, it was something that Washington started. Um, John Adams was scared that the pro French people of the US were going to rise up and rebel against the centralized government. So uh, they needed to raise an army and be ready. And of course, there's only one person that can do that in America, and that's George Washington, 64 <laughs> years old. Get that old guy out here. He's going to lead us. It, it, it's so funny because it's like that one group project you all had. And, like, there's only one person that, like, even remotely has an idea what to do. And everyone just keeps asking that guy, what do now? And oh, he's so now. pissed. The, the, the yeah. three of us, the, we've all worked in production. We've all been there when it's just like, okay, here's the project. Here was, here's what the client wants. I'm sure a lot of listeners understand this. Here's what the client wants. Okay, delivered. Wow, what a long day of work. Can't wait to go watch some sci-fi movies and eat McDonald's. As soon as you order the McDonald's, email comes in. Oh, we ask you to do it wrong. Please help us again. <laughs> that's his life. That's fucking yes. too real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah. that's and you that's gotta work real. and you work until one o'clock in the morning because the client didn't know how to write a fucking email. 
Or and the, and, the, the, and the guy who wrote it to you makes three times as much money as you. So you just want, um, yeah. you want to, no joke, murder this person because right. of everything they stand for. So, Tom, or, you work in, you work in audio, but for anyone that works in visual like Cody and I, I just want to say one word. Kerning. Fuck that word. Kerning. Everyone has a fucking thing about kerning. Anyway, some people might have laughed. Tom, you just use your ears. I just used them. I did. Guilty. <laughs> but f- I would kill that person sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, so continue. Uh, all right. So they're like, we need to raise an army. We got to turn to G-Dub. Our boy G-Dub. Dub-Dub. And Washington was like, all right, here's the thing. I'll go to... him just doing like the sinus pinch. Yes. Yeah. Here's, here's yeah. the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I will go and train your army for three for five weeks, but then Alexander Hamilton, he's taking command. So once again, at 65 years old, Washington joins the army. Wow. Keep in uh, mind, this is the 1780s. If you were 90s, uh, 1790s, how old is he now? 64? 65. That 65. That's like being 150 back then. <laughs> In Washington That's like years. why are you talking to me? Why do you well, wh- think why do you think I can communicate with you? <laughs> I have several Alzheimer's brains shoved into one of mine. Okay, well, I have I have a, a slave's brain in my head right now that I also gave Alzheimer's cuz that's the life I live. It's all going down. So one of the reasons why Washington was so fatalistic uh, and I didn't write this in the script, but most of them been in his family died before 50. So he's 65, and he's like, dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm so dead, right? He's basically undead at this point. You know why I moved down south? It's because <laughs> when the leaves fall up north, they scare me. <laughs> I thought Please you were say- let me die of malaria. <laughs> I, 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 get, I see the wind uh, and, a, and an orangey green leaf fall off a tree, and I, and I think to myself, oh, it's coming, the spooky time, because Halloween was just around the corner, and so, also trees can be scary. So, boys. Yeah. Ask me the biggest question oh. that has been asked on the show so far, because this is three parts. I don't think that I we- asked a single question. I just talked and preached. Travis, you, you know, know the most I'm- asked question on the show is, how is your week? Because that's asked three or four times every episode. Bingo. That's true. Well, fuck Mike. He's not on the show anymore. Oh, he, yeah. He joined. He, he's on a show called I'm a Kick Flipper Boy. Hashtag Z Nation. Hashtag uh Bella Daphine suck my tits. So Travis, how did uh, GW die? How did GW die? Okay, it's long-winded, just like this episode. Great. It's three episodes. Thanks for spreading <laughs> yeah. it out. Three episodes. So as we all know, this army that George was training never got deployed, and Washington returned back to Mount Vernon in the fall of 1799. So as we mentioned, Washington was a fatalist, and he knew he was going to die soon. Um, so he had his secretary, Tobias Lear, start working on his biography. Because when you're rich, you start on your biography early. Sometimes if they finish it, then you just pen your name and say it's autobiography. You it's know, mine. as I look through the biographies to buy on on Amazon or you know thrift books or whatever... There are too many people still alive who have memoirs. 
Like, yeah, I, I don't want to read any any book about anyone who isn't dead. If you're not dead, your story's not over. Don't care about you. Okay? I mean, it's fine if you use the term memoir, in my opinion, when you say autobiography. No, no when you say autobiography, that's totally different. Yeah, like, but a I memoir should be sent to a lawyer and only opened after you're dead. Right, so Keith Richards has probably written like three autobiographies. He's probably do- he's probably dozed off while no. three ghost authors were writing his autobiography. Well, right. Here's the thing: is he was doing the Washington move, where he's like, "Let's write a biography because I know I'm going to die soon." Right, and and he and still he just alive. didn't die. So you got to add that auto in there. You know what, dude? Um, Keith Richards, he's basically dead because mumble rap happened. And Post Malone came out. So no one cares anymore. My dad loves Post Malone. He says it to me all the time. I used to listen to bands like The Who and U2. Wait, your dad likes Post Malone? He only listens to Post Malone now. He doesn't even know about the things that he used to cherish. Now it's Young Thug and Young Xanax. And... (laughs) And that I, is hilarious because I know your dad is a U2 man. No, I don't actually know what he listens to. But uh, okay, from, from the perspective of rock and roll history, I could imagine a guy who was like, I'm on the fringe of society, all of a sudden going, where did society go too wrong? Uh, like Keith Richards. Uh, how, is this, how are we alive right now? Okay. All right. So he is he's fatalistic and he's like, Tobias Lear, start writing my biography. It's coming. Start writing. It's coming. <laughs> he actually rewrites, rewrites his will. He writes a new will. And then um, we'll talk about this will in the postmortem because we do have a postmortem. It's been a long, long show. It's been a long show. Okay. Very cool. I agree. Yeah. Need to go to bed. But he made this cheeky bet with a few of his friends. He's like, dude, I'm totally making the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> making it like yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make it there. He's like I know I'm gonna die Deadpool. soon. He's like, yeah, I know I'm gonna die soon, but like I'm gonna see the 1800s, dude. Because like in the 1800s, guess what? People see more ghosts in the 1800s. What? And I want to be there for it. Okay. I uh, just continue. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go on more tangents. I'm tired. I'm drunk. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. I'm sure you've already tuned out already. Right now, I'm talking to dead air. You know what? We had several thousand downloads on this one. No one made it here. Eh, we did. So, like everything, wash like everything in Washington's life, he even fucked up his own bet of making it to the 1800s. How do he do that? <laughs> he failed dying before the 1800s. Well, it's not fucking the bet up. It's just December 31st. Seventeen ninety nine. Is that Tom? You're not that. You're not that far off. All right. I so, never am. Martha had been sick uh, that fall, uh, but was on the up and up. So there had been a big snowstorm in December of 1799. Mm-hmm. Very gooey. Washington went out on horse to uh, look at his farm or something, whatever slave owners do. I don't know what they really do. Own slaves. They ride around on their horse and they look at people working in the snow. It's true. So when he came back, his clothes were wet, and there were guests waiting for him, so he went straight into entertaining them. Southern hospitality. Wow. Yeah, but doesn't Southern hospitality also, like, include 
about 30 to 40 minutes of wait, like having your guests sit on a couch while and you're powdering your asshole. I think that's if you're home. But if you come home and there's guests there, you're like, oh, oh well, I have to be ready. I, you've already rated, waited for 15 minutes. Oh, my goodness. What? <laughs> we haven't Uber Eats any White Castle here. What a terrible mistake. Here, take my take my hat, young boy. Eat it. Eat this hat. <laughs> Southern hospitality. Eat my leather clothing while I go into the bathroom, which has no plumbing, and roll around in feathers. <laughs> so over the next few days, George Washington gets a sore throat. But somehow oh. he decided to go out and fell some th trees. He's like, I don't know. Got a fucking sore throat. Fucking chop down some trees. Oh, my God. Cherry he, tree? Are we going full circle? He died the he way might, he lived. Yeah, I think he might have chopped down cherry boy. He might try to get those fucking sweet nuts that live in trees. They said it was cherry. It was dogwood. That's not even <laughs> consumable. Shout out to not for human consumption. That's not even for them. <laughs> The sore throat got worse and worse until George Washington could barely breathe or swallow. At this point, Tobias Lear called the doctor. He's like, dude, do you need to get fucking someone to look at your throat, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah, God, Tobias it. Lear. Just look. Just look. Tobias is there for him. He's a bud. Are you saying you can't breathe or swallow? Did you try removing the dick from your mouth? Just kidding. <laughs> I, I see there's no dick in your mouth. Well, there's a slave's dick in your mouth, but they don't count as a person. Because this they is count the as three-fifths of a person. God damn it, I was hoping we wouldn't bring that up. We're at the oh. end of the episode. We're done with that. Okay. I did it. So you did it. Washi you did it. So Washington calls his quackpot Virginian doctor, who does what? what? What do you think he does to Mr. G-Dub? He throws him off of a ladder. <laughs> uh, Bloodletting. Yeah, Cody. Hell yeah. He does bloodletting. A lot of bloodletting. The There's no such saps, thing as too much bloodletting, Travis. The dude's, yeah, no, no the, the dude saps out five pints of blood from Washington. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's let's unpack that just one quick sec. Do we? Because you know a pint back then. They just put it in a glass. They were like, that's a pint, right? It was, yeah. They, they, it was probably the English old 20 ounce or whatever That's, it is. That was and a you know pints. the overspray. You know, it's just like their hands are all dirty and, oh, filled one <laughs> up. As, as it does, like, you know, you know when you're yeah. pouring a beer for the first time and you get some on your hands and stuff yeah, like that? Froth. It's all over the place. We're just pouring out. <laughs> we yeah. got five pints. They let, probably they, closer to seven is my they point. They let the head settle and then fill the pint glass back up with his blood. Right, as as opposed to that, they just let the the head overflow until mm. it was a nice ratio, which doesn't exist. He's, on top he's of dying all, now. On top of all that, throwback to the last person we roast. Uh, this quackpot doctor decides to use our old friend Spanish Fly to blister George Washington's throat. So I'm guessing on top of these blisters on his throat. George Washington was really fucking horny. Oh, wooden teeth and wooden penis. <laughs> well, the yeah. thighs are still working. They're creamy. <laughs> Tobias sees what's going on. He's like, dude, we need to call other doctors. <laughs> 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 
so <laughs> so he calls two more doctors. We don't even need one more doctor. We need two more doctors. This was the first president of the United States. This is the we president. need more doctors. <laughs> we need a real doctor. We don't need one of these theater doctors that once worked in the Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde restaurant in Times Square. We need a real one. Yeah. So these two other doctors show up and they're like, what the fuck is this dude doing? There's blood everywhere. He's fucking hard. And he's got <laughs> blisters on his throat. He's got so, giant they are, thighs like they, a Resident Evil monster. Yeah, yeah. But they're still old timey wimey doctors. So like, you know what this guy needs? Fucking laxatives. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got George Washington, rock hard, shitting his brains out, five pints of blood all over the floor. This is this fucking stuff of nightmares here. No. <laughs> stuff of he comedy. had a cold. He could have just went to bed. Yeah. He could have just went to bed for a while. Had, had he not go fell some trees and just go, you know, I need to go to bed. Maybe I drink a little Gatorade. Okay. I'll, I'll imagine that's how George Washington spoke from now you on. Saltines. And we're ending the episode. It's a little late, but I'm going to talk like this. Okay. Cody. Yeah. So what do you think this guy had? You're our doctor. You're Asian. Uh, it just sounds like he fucking had pneumonia. That's it's literally every time somebody dies from the sniffles, it's just pneumonia. But so he it, or it, it just seems like malpractice because of 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 boner bloodletting and fucking poop himself. So he had something called epiglottitis. Epiglottitis. That means epiglottis is the little skin flap in your throat that diverts water and oxygen accordingly. So he got inflamed throat thing. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. So it's a bacterial inflect, uh, uh, infection of that little throat dangly bit. Um, and it, it swells up to the size of a plum. That's and it's too basically big for where your, your larynx is, where you fucking. Yeah, you can't eat if it's plum sized. Yeah, so he was slowly suffocating to death. Or breathe, apparently. Or, yeah. So at this point, George knew he was going to die, so he signed his will, and he said this, which is, I think, one of the most American things he ever said. I, I don't know what other things he said besides, like, this is America or something. Uh, can I get a double cheeseburger? Yeah, he says, doctor, I die hard, but I'm not afraid to go. Die hard? Yeah, right, he fucking die hard. All right, you softy. It's not like you had a choice in it. <laughs> Everyone dies. What the fuck but do you he mean dies you hard. die hard? Dying hard is jumping off of a fucking uh, off of the, between the twin twin towers as it's exploding, <laughs> and, and and ejaculating into the still living hijacker's eyeball. Would that's that come dying if you were hard. falling out that's of the building? Crazy. I probably tried to jerk. I don't know. That's terrible. You should cut that swick. <laughs> Nah, it's American. No, look, it's fine. He's a, it's, uh, America is nothing but a bunch of metaphors. So, and that's why it's so great. Because yeah, we don't his, understand it. His last actual words were to Tobias Lear, where he said, I'm going to die, have me decently buried, and do not, put my, do not let my body be put in the vault in less than two days after I'm dead. Do and you understand? And please try to figure out how to delete my Facebook account. <laughs> so I don't think that George thought that he was going to be Jesus and somehow like come out of the grave. And it was not unheard of that somebody who people thought were dead were buried alive and not 
to find out that they were still alive and knocking right. at the dirt. So George was like, please don't fucking bury me while I'm alive. In fact, George had no uh, religious last rites. There was no come to Jesus moment because this, this dude didn't even believe in an afterlife. No, you might think conservatives uh, think uh, it's baked into the into the Constitution and the founding fathers mm-hmm. that Jesus is part of the picture. But George, again, you know, if you're religious, you're going to have some priest show up and be like, "This is my penis, the bread of Christ." Wait, what? suck it before I die. That's not how that works. But yeah, anyway, George died December fourteenth, seventeen ninety nine, and lost his bet. Wow! Bad beat. Real bad beat. An interesting fact about George was that he was the richest president of America. Ever? What about Donald Trump? Well, Tommy ruined my joke. His wealth (laughs) in today's money calculated roughly to uh, $600 Although there is that orange asshole that's supposed to have more money than George, but he won't release his tax returns, so we'll never actually know if he's the richest president of America. Well, they're both bad in my opinion. Mm. And and the rest down the line, the sandwich of idiots. Now, before I get into what your opinions are on little George after this three-part epic, I want to do a little bit of post-mortem. So post-mortem here. Yeah. The final myth of Washington, right? We've talked about his teeth. We've talked about the cherry tree. We've talked about all these fucking things. The final myth of Washington was that he freed all of his slaves when he died. Okay. A lot of people are like, dude, Washington's the best because like, when he died, all those black people got freed. He was so American that, yeah. that he needed to metaphorically walk away. From the giant explosion, which was uh, African-American freedom <laughs> in slow motion uh, d- while he was dying and just so badass he didn't need to turn around and see it happen. Now, here's the thing is that was nothing special because, I mean, as we roasted Ben Franklin, that was, I think, our first two-parter it was up, um, right? or a second two-parter, but Ben Franklin freed all of his slaves before he died. And Washington did not free all of his slaves when he died. Oh, no. He freed one man. His name was Billy Lee. He was a mulatto man. Good that, Billy. Yeah, a mulatto man that was with Washington all throughout the revolution. In fact, he used Billy Lee one time. He dressed him up in a wig and put him on another hill and saw if the British would fire at him. <laughs> He's like, oh, if we move over that hill. Like, will they blow us up? Uh, so, okay, I owe you one. I use you as a human target, and you're basically <laughs> dead now, in my mind, because I was I already committed to you being dead. Mm. So right, great. So Washington is a uh, a uh, stupid. Well, no, it goes further than that. So, in his will, it did it did state that all of his fl- slaves would be freed. When Martha Washington died. So he's like, all my slaves will be free when she dies. Right. And she and he, and she owned most of the slaves. Right. George so, Washington owned about 100 slaves out of the total 300. So 200 of those slaves were dower slaves that were owned by the Custis estate. 
and we're Martha's to sell. Mm-hmm. So as you can imagine, if I was one of these hundred people that my freedom rides on the fate of the death of a old bitchy woman, I'd be looking at that woman and be like, when are you going to die? Please. How soon. nice how knife proof are is this bitchy woman would be like my question right and these are people that cook for her dress her work in her gardens or grounds mm-hmm. they're all around her all the time what that's would gotta you be do? creepy right what would you do get rid of him oh if you were the slave owner <laughs> if i was the slave owner oh you're yeah. asking <laughs> oops what do you mean if you were the slave what do you mean what would i do if you I were the slave know. what would you do Oh, if I was a slave, I just, I just I'd smother her to death. Why not? Yeah. she's old anyway. Just put a she's pillow old. over her. She's a year older than Washington. Yeah. Um, so Martha, Martha got those vibes. She's like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with the fact that there's a hundred <laughs> people that want my slavery, like want their freedom over my head, and she feared for her life. And eventually, she freed Washington slaves before she died. See? So it wasn't like Washington freed his hundred slaves when he died. It was Washington's wife was scared that one of them would murder her because it literally their freedom was riding on one stupid old bitch. Ah, well, you know, don't want to get murdered, states' rights. I don't know. Like, what is, <laughs> where's the line here? It's a tricky shit. Now... On top of that, when Martha finally died, her 200 slaves were divided willy-nilly to various nieces and nephews, splitting up families. Mothers would never see their children. Brothers would never see their sisters. You're you're going to my two niece, my my niece and my nephew, willy and nilly. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Right, Washington slaves are free. They take care of you. They live really close to a church's chicken. Love that. Washington's slaves were freed when she died, or before she died, but these other slaves were just fucking passed out. Whatever. And that, my friends, wow. is watching George Washington. What do you guys think about this dick? He's our first president of the United States. Would you push him up the stairs? States. Yeah. Do I push him up the stairs? I'd push him all up right. the stairs. How, how many flights Tom. of stairs would you push him up? Me? I'll push him up all the stairs. You know why? Because I hate presidents. I already said that probably about seven times you in did. the course of those last did. three fucking episodes. See, I'd probably be gentle. I'd probably roll him up the stairs because I don't want to hurt him and then drop him down the stairs. Well, you're better off pushing him. him up real rough because then they know that's what you did. If you go gentle well, and is, someone walks in on you, you're a rapist, okay? I want him to get calloused up so it cushions his blow on the way back down. Okay. Cody, what about you? Would you push this man up or down the stairs? Would you would you sit there and be like, yeah, Georgie boy, I'll cook your eggs. I don't like him. I think he's he, he's over glorified just because he's the first one. I, I feel anyone who would have been the first one would have also been held in high regard. It just happens our first president was an asshole. He was kind of yeah. a pushover, too. He's in a pushover, a lot of ways. asshole, doesn't have a great winning record, let people die. And he just, he was a curmudgeon. He's just like, stop making me do this. And America well, you know, was just like, keep going. Like, I feel like he was getting played by a lot of people. And not to say that he's innocent, but what I mean is just like, he doesn't, he never cared. That's the, yeah. the image I'm getting. Like, he never cared about anything. I and, mean, I, 
I and think I'll he, also and, and and I hold on. I'm sorry, Travis. I, I yeah. Let me yeah, cut yeah, you yeah, off. Yeah. But Keep going. I don't have a pre a problem with people not caring. Like I don't care, but I also wouldn't put myself in that situation. Like I'm removing myself here because just going to be stupid. This is all going to be terrible. Don't care. So I think from the the two main sources I used were Joseph J. Ellis and his book His Excellency and Alexis Co. from You'll Never Forget the First. I love that title. Um, and I, I used a few other sources, but I think the perspective I got of this guy was that he didn't care, but he also cared so fucking much. Like he cared a lot about his like reputation. And like the reason why he didn't want to become president was because he's like, hey, I just ended this war. I beat the British. And then he gets pushed. He gets he gets muscled. Like it's like right. He what gets you muscled were into a power. Like he's he's the best for the job on paper. So everyone yeah. goes, let's do it. Let's get him involved. Yeah. But he's just looking to die. Yeah. He's just he's looking like, to I play golf and die. He's Tom Brady. He's like, I already did this shit. I don't want to do any more. I'm done. So like, just let me have my slaves and die like vaguely talking about emancipation in 20 years. <laughs> I, I think that, yeah. okay, overall, this is one of the more tame episodes when it comes to hot takes, because I feel a lot of people feel the way we do about how mm. stupid this whole, like, ah, it's George Washington, dollar. Um, who cares? We know it's a setup. Everyone hates America right now, especially Americans. And it, <laughs> here we are. You know, I, this, uh, is not, yeah. this is not a good layup. This is the guy. This is one of the guys who like iconology. He is the one who was like, "We're gonna play a basketball game like this." And well, I don't think I think that a lot of people hate America right now, but they don't know the context of the revolution. It's not America. It's it's the governing body. Yeah, it's not America's got a lot of great things, mm-hmm. like like syrup and roast mortem. Right, like roast mortem and syrup and and and. Uh, um, children playing clarinets, but what it doesn't have is a governing body that people trust. Mm. Yeah, so we're just w- here we're we are waiting for the Jeffrey Epstein of the revolution, who we'll find. We will find. We're gonna get him. Wow, we're gonna get him. Might be Alexander Hamilton. I don't know. I haven't done my research on him yet. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> Travis, thank you very much for writing this. Um, I have been eating French fries from McDonald's because I'm celebrating. America in general. Yeah. I have a burrito waiting because I love my heritage of American. Good. Cody, what are you, you eating go. after this? Uh, dumplings and a burrito. So Also, heritage. Scottish burrito. Irish dumplings. Okay. With that said, thank you very much for listening to Roast Mortem Coverage. That's the part three of George Washington. Yeah. What a, what a disappointment. But I hope we had fun. <laughs> yeah, dog. Uh, I love researching this boy. Yeah. Uh, man, let us know if you like the three-part thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If you right. don't like it, maybe we won't do three-parters. So I believe next episode we're going to be going a little more modern day. If you're not into the whole, if you're tired of your history, we're going to do something a little more Hollywood next time around, okay? Ooh, fancy. Oh, capiche? So, capiche. So, Are you going to go for coffee, Doug? Well, we're, look, I just started research on a gentleman. You guys are going to be uh, very excited because everyone knows who he is. But, um... Without, without giving anything away, just thanks for listening. And we oh, look, look forward to you tuning in next time. Thanks for listening. Check out RoastMurmur.com where you could 
you can see our data. I have very important data on the website. I also have, uh, you know, we have our, our, our merch. You could buy shirts and dicks. Hits. Yeah. I um, want to set up a deal with Bad Dragon. We, we, we should have some form of, like, usable cock on our yeah. merch store. And, and, and not to say that we're getting light. everyone horny. Not not to say that all the guys are hard, all the guy, all the gals out there are super wet or whatever. But we talk about it enough where maybe it should be entertained. See, but I th- I think the I think the dildo slash fleshlight should have nails or tacks on the end. Shut up, gross. No, no, no. Don't don't say that ever again. Okay, thanks very much. Uh, Patreon.com slash Rosemormcast. If you love what you're hearing, if you like what you're hearing, if you dislike what you're hearing, if show you us extra with your wallet. Money. Yeah, um, we. I, I promise you, we'll feed a lot more kids than Alyssa Milano. Okay. Wow. G- goodbye, everyone. Yeah, let's, let's leave on that. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Thank Guess you, what? Here's the biggest tip of these three episodes. If you fold George Washington on a dollar bill yeah. into threes, you can make mushrooms. <gasps> I thought that? that? I thought... The biggest tip was just don't use human teeth of slaves for your fucking dentures. That's what I. No, that's my no, takeaway. Co- that's no, the tip. Cody. That's the tip. I go. No, I double down on Cody's tip. Please don't do that. Thank you. Mush- Dude, heads is mushrooms. Thank you, Shane.